Hey, friends of the show, we're looking for reviews. Leave us what you like, leave us what you hate. Heck, leave your favorite song lyrics. Whenever we get a hundred of them, we will do the show and review, where we break down every review of the show and we give your opinion. Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. speaker back in the room I will be out of the office all week long Van you are back at the office sure am good man Uh, I didn't have a COVID scare over the weekend like someone else I know so there's that at least oh good (laughs) anything else new anything else weird in your world no man it was an absolutely beautiful two days in Albuquerque Got out a little bit, did some yard work, got my fingers dirty. It felt good. Well, super good. How you be? How was the flight? I am good. I, so I spent the weekend in St. Louis, Missouri, enjoying the Royal Rumble, which was very good. 45,000 people in what I thought was a relatively safe COVID environment, Van. I know that was kind of on the minds and thoughts of myself, at least, when I went. And, you know, we we were kind of down there on the floor. We were pretty close to all the action. And uh, everyone did a real good job, so I was real happy about that. So we enjoyed we enjoyed that, me and my lady. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of good. And then after enjoying that, made our way back yesterday, and that's why we missed the show. You and Robert, though, got to break the news that Tom Brady retired, but then his dad said he didn't retire, and then he had to retire again today. So we'll be able to touch base on some of that sports world. Obviously, the Super Bowl teams are set, and we're very excited about that. And then on top of everything that is everything, uh, you and Robert talked about us attending the Super Bowl next week and how we're very excited to do that. So we got a lot on our plate, a lot going on in the world of sports. I am here today and tomorrow. But I am digital, Van. I am remote. I am from the home studio uh, because during my travels, I got the, hey, you may have been in contact with someone uh, with a COVID-19, and I had to take a PCR test, and I'm currently awaiting results. I feel great. I have zero concern. You know, I wore my mask the entirety of the time. Uh, but that's, that is what it is, and I'm going to follow the rules because the rules are set in place. So broadcasting from home, expect to be cleared by Thursday. To be cleared. Uh, to be cleared. <laughs> and then after that, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the good. I should be, I don't know, I should be 100%. So, um, I mean, physically I'm 100%, but like available to the masses, I'm 100%. Yeah, I mean, you look great. You sound Thank great. You. I mean, I could see you because we're also streaming on Facebook Live right now. If you'd yes. like to join us, go to Facebook and Two Men On or at Talk ABQ, and you could join us and see Fred's beautiful COVID-free face and my Aww. beautiful COVID-free mullet. Uh, also, if you are a fan of the social media live stream, you can see my at-home studio, which is really just the annex to my kitchen. 
Sure. So it's like it's like whatever. I don't know what's this little space. I guess where my dining table. The dining to go, room, I right? Have, I don't know. I don't have a dining room, so so I have that. So you can kind of get a little look into the life of a ultra regional celebrity. What? What is huh? that? What does that even mean? You you just glossed over the fact that we're going to mention Tom Brady's retirement. We're doing three hours <laughs> on Tom Brady. We're not talking about anything else. Five oh five. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. If you would like for us to stop talking about Tom Brady for five minutes, you better call in and give us a subject. You got to take it because it's, it's all Brady go. all day, baby. It's not your boys. The uh, the thing that's the thing, Van is. And let's identify the voices. I am Fred Slow. You are Van Nunley, hey. the producer back at the John Lopez Studio. Is Mike Vital? Michael, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Everything, everything's sounding great. So thank you for working out all that tech stuff on your end. Um, we also have uh, Phil the Thrill, the the trainee. Yeah, I, which I'm very excited about. I have not met Phil. My first interaction with Phil was last week calling into the show. I said, "Hey, I'm ready to go on Big Dog," and he said, "Who is this? Who? Who? I'm sorry. Who what? Said, oh, who are you? What? Hello? I've never my, seen you before. It's yeah, only Van and Robert." Mark. Who's Fred? Yeah, my name's on the marquee here. What do you mean? <laughs> so everybody wonders what happened to me if I'm sick or I'm somewhere else or I'm not here anymore. Vital, you've never been sick once in your life. What are you no, talking I about? Didn't. And I imagine they that make you leave. The look, yeah, the, <laughs> I'm never, I'm never sick. That's the thing. The I've been sick one time. I had COVID nineteen some many years ago, and that was not for me. I did not enjoy it. I'm I'd not rather not going back. And then the thing that was the thing after that is I've done so very good at avoiding it up until this weekend when I got one of those, hey, you may have been near someone deals, and I just I don't play games with it. You know, and you and I and Robert, and we have uh, we have some help from the station coming. We're going to go out to the Super Bowl next week, and we're going to enjoy kind of all the, the aspects and everything that's involved with that, and I wasn't going to chance it. I'm not going to go around you boys. I'm not going to see either of you until I, I test super negative multiple times in a row because just not worth it, just not worth the risk. Yeah, I'm shutting it down for the rest of the week, too, make sure I don't contract it and, and screw up our big plans. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry you had the run-in. And from what I understand, a, a baby tried to give it to you. I, Not you even know, like a full-grown adult. It's like you got a, a baby tried to give you the Corvids. You know, allegedly is what I'm going to end up saying. Is sure, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. So, allegedly well, Tom Brady retired, too. I still don't believe him, even though he came right, out and so, said it himself. So let's unpack that a little bit because obviously we're going to talk about Tom Brady right now and then for the rest of the day. And then if you call the program, I want you to talk about Tom Brady, 505-246-0610. Reach out to the program. Let us know what you know about Tom Brady. And there's really only two, in my opinion, opinions on Tom Brady. It's it's guys that recognize him as Tom Brady and then guys that pretend he's not. And that's that's basically it. There's not a middle ground on Tom Brady-ism. Yeah, um, I think the only comparison is to the greats of other sports now. Oh, okay. Give yeah, me an there's, there's no Tom Brady is the goat of football. He's established himself a hundred percent as the goat of football. Right now, the question is, where does he rank in the pantheon of Michael Jordan, of Wayne Gretzky, of yeah. Babe Ruth, like people in other sports lore? who are considered to be the greatest of all time. So where does Tom Brady rank against those? And the question is, is Tom Brady greater than Ric Flair? And the answer is we don't, we can't say. Like mortal men can't weigh opinion on the greatness that is Tom Brady and Ric Flair. But well, I, I know, I know Rick, I know Ric Flair's answer. Woo! Yeah, that's <laughs> like, of course, Ric Flair thinks Ric Flair is the greatest. 16 time world champion, Ric Flair. Are you talking about? Ask, the, D, ask Deion Sanders. 
who Deion Sanders thinks is the greatest, and Deion Sanders will tell you Deion Sanders is the greatest. The, so you're about to end up with a bunch of those little fun ones today, right? Because I saw uh, was it a tweet? I saw a tweet from Jalen Ramsey today that was like, uh, "Hey, sucks that Tom Brady's retiring or whatever, you know, long lineage, but I'm the last guy who picked him off." Sweet. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, nice, yes. How many un- like? And there's like that's an incredible honor, you know. And it's like how many like as we start diving into it because we can't do it today. Today's not the day for it. But as we go through, it's like who's the last guy that sacked Tom Brady? Who's the last guy? that Tom Brady didn't think in his going away letter. Like all these little things that are things need the attention that they deserve. And uh, this Jalen Ramsey one is one. And like who caught the last touchdown pass from Tom Brady? Like the value of that ball goes through the roof compared to what it was, you know, over the weekend when Adam Schefter, who apparently is the best reporter in the history of all sports, and even Tom Brady's dad said he was lying, was not lying at all. Like Adam Schefter gets the story and he puts it out there. And he was like, what's the matter if I'm friends with Tom Brady anymore? He don't play in the league. Well, I'll drop my theory first. Yeah. Somebody overheard him talking to Giselle. Because Tom Brady said he's going to play until he sucked. And I don't know if you know this, but Tom Brady's final season ever. Tom Brady's 44-year-old ass led the league in touchdowns and passing yards at 44. He said he was going to play till he sucked. He obviously does not suck. He had three, four, five good years left in him. And I'm bummed that we didn't see how far this guy could take it, like really push himself of longevity and see how long this guy can play. The- but, but my theory is, is somebody overheard him appeasing Giselle, like, yeah, sweetie, I think I might retire. I got a lot to think about. And somebody in the next room or somebody at the next table is like, oh, my God, Tom Brady's retiring. Let's leak this. And he had no intention on retiring whatsoever, but he had to tell Giselle that, obviously, because Giselle is Giselle. Somebody found it. Somebody ran with it. And now Giselle's like, hey, look, even they know you're retiring. You're going to retire, right, babe? And he finally went, yeah, I better hang him up, babe. So I don't think you're thinking about it enough as the corporate entity that Tom Brady is, though. Because I think, like, Tom Brady and Giselle, because Tom Brady puts out this nine-page long, like, Instagram, like, farewell deal or whatever. And, yeah. you know, I th- this is pretty common for guys that move on from a career or a, a significant relationship or a life event or whatever. But I promise you, Tom Brady and Giselle have the same guys who write that stuff up. Like, Tom Brady – is not like sitting there doing that by himself on his iPad. He's got a group of people, and Tom Brady's like, "Hey, I want to make sure I mention A, B, C, D through G." Naturally, and then they're like, "Cool, here's how we're incorporating it in." And by the way, these are the same guys they have on contract for Giselle, because like they they don't go through a company, and if they do, it's a company they own because they launder their own money, and you kind of know how that world works. Naturally, yeah, but no, Giselle Giselle is a wife. Giselle is a business partner. Like just this is Jay Z and and Beyonce. Like this is this is not just love. And I would even be surprised if it's primarily love. Like this is a relationship of not just convenience, but of like prosperity. Like, I they're hope both better. I hope Giselle isn't listening right now because her feelings would be wildly hurt. I don't think you understand how insensitive what you just said was. Are of course he loves Giselle. Of, of course, course he does. They, they, yeah, they, you think, they love each other. You think Tom Brady and Giselle sit around the dining room table with their notebooks open, taking notes on each other's business ventures? No, they each have a guy for that. They're just the name of it. They're just the face of it. 
No, they share that though. I do. I do believe that. I do believe that they every day wake up and they're like, "Hey, how is, you know, any Mercedes- any 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 new good NFTs, babe?" That you think I'm joking? <laughs> they have a crypto company. Yeah, like they have like an NFT that, company. Yes. Yeah, that I mean that's the whole deal. Like, yeah, I very much believe a part of their day, and I'm going to tell you the first part of their day because the nanny is waking the kids up because someone else is handling. Well, what's his trainer's name that he's in love with? Um, Alex Guerrero, is that correct? Guerrero, yeah. So like, like those guys are handling all that stuff. Someone's cooking breakfast. The whole thing's there. They sit down first thing and they say, "Hey, um, business partner, whoever it is, there's somebody over it. There's a this guy, the marionette guy, over both of them." And they're like, "Yeah, cool. Let's let's both make a million dollars today." And they just literally do it on a whim, like they don't care. This Instagram post is part of it. Because whatever Instagram post to follow this, I promise you will be some sort of sponsored content. It'll be, it'll be, hey, Tom Brady announces the renewal of his Sirius XM radio show for the 2022-23 season, even though he's not playing. That's what it'll be. Sponsored by some, Amazon Web Services. Dead ass yeah. serious. Because they're not, I mean, they're people. They're not people. They're like, they're a business. Tom Brady is a walking brand. Oh, I mean, he's yeah, as, the he's best as, one too. He's as close to Jordan as you get. So like, he, he's not going to like go into coaching. He's not going to go into, into like calling games. He's not going to go no. the Tony Romo route. Mm-mm. He's not going to be a. He's not going to be a general manager. He's going to be a walking brand. Yeah, just cashing checks all day, the, every I, day. The the Brady brand will be. It'll it'll like it'll escalate as like his age and his fans escalate. Like he'll be the guy who's like, he's not just repping AARP. He started a new version of like Braid ARP. Yes. Like yes. yeah. Like he's he has that team behind him, and the team is like, hey, we think we can make a couple mil here if we put your name on. It. And he's like, oh uh, yeah, hundred percent in. Um, you're talking about generational generational wealth, not just for me, but for literally everyone that's ever going to be associated with me with this last name. 100% in, do not care, I am the guy for you. Tom Brady is four years and some change older than me. Every product <laughs> every, every product that he comes out with from now on <laughs> is going to be geared exactly towards me. Like sports, sports NFTs and yeah. self-help books and diets. Are you 40? Are you constantly depressed? Do you wish you were Tom Brady? Boy, do I have the program for you. Subscribe to the Brady brand now. And Van's like, here's my credit card number. I'm 100% in. The Brady brand. The Brady brand. Let's break down. (laughs) Oh, gosh. If if Phil, the new producer, is on his Q's and T's and I's and P's, he's going to have the Brady Bunch rejoin where we get back from this one. Special thank you to Dave and Busters who allows us to be here every day. Special thank you to John Lopez who sponsors the studio. John Lopez, Coldwell Banker, uh, real estate. Like, uh, excuse me, I take two days off, man. I forget. I forget all the joints. I forget. Well, don't don't forget the weekend and the Royal Rumble, which we should talk about. Which we will throughout the course of the program. But I'd hate to, for anyone to miss out as they're joining the program throughout. And then obviously I Nine Sports for being a partner of us since the very beginning. Whenever we get back, more Tom Brady talk. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Okay, man. Okay, bye, Sal. Make sure the phone lines are open. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. We're talking Tom Brady, and I've decided to sprinkle in a little uh, a little Fredism. Okay. Hit me. Here's how I'm gonna. Here's how we're gonna make this segment our own, and wait for someone to steal it on the national level. 
The year that Tom Brady debuted, okay, Van? Okay. The PlayStation 2 console came out. Ooh, I used to get down on Tekken 3 on PS2. Watch your back. It, all right. First of all, I definitely <laughs> beat you at Tekken in a bar setting. And get I don't out. Know why. Get out. You get in the game, son. Like, I'm, I'm no joke at Tekken. Tekken to me is JV Street Fighter. Tekken to me is the third because Mortal Kombat is even above Tekken. If you claim to be good at Tekken, you're good at the thing that no one is trying to be good at. Okay, well, there's world championships of Tekken, so how dare me? There, there's there's a world championship of Quidditch. No one's playing that either. Well, I thought we were going to host a, a Quidditch fundraiser this summer, so don't don't talk it's, too much okay, smack about it. I mean, I, you forgot. Was that in our calendar? I did, we did, actually did have a conversation <laughs> about that. The first International Space Station crew went up on the International Space Station in 2000. Ah. I mean, that's... Do you remember Bush versus Gore? This is how long ago Tom Brady started playing football. Bush the beer or Bush the president? Uh, probably both. Okay. Yeah, I can't can't say I know one <laughs> without knowing the other. Uh, the two thousand. Do you remember two thousand? Do you remember Ian Thorpe? Because that was the Australia Summer Olympics van. I want to put in perspective how long ago Tom Brady started playing football. Well, let me tell you how long ago two thousand was. Co-host of Two Men On, Van Nunley, graduated from high school in the year 2000. Yeah. Microsoft CEO Bill Gates left the company in 2000. That's how long ago 2000 is. Peanuts ran its final comic strip in 2000. Tom Brady has been along since Peanuts died. 2000. Just nuts to me, dude. (laughs) I didn't even know Peanuts wasn't being run anymore. I had that one slipped under my radar. Did you, well, you know about Charles Schultz. You ever been to the museum? The Schultz the museum? museum? Yeah, it's what's up. It's in San Francisco. It's the coolest thing ever. All right, putting it on my list. All right, definitely put it on your list. Anyway, it's just a lot of them. That's all. That's all I'm saying. There's just there's a lot of very things. That's when that's when Time Warner was bought out by AOL. That's how long ago. When Tom Brady started playing football. That is bonkers. Hillary Clinton became a senator the year that Tom Brady started playing football. The youngest player to win a Grand Slam was Tiger Woods in golf the year that Tom Brady started playing professional football. My God. Just uh, blows my mind, dog. Just blows my mind. Also, uh, fun fact... My birthday was on a Wednesday. Don't know if that matters to the listener at home. Could you remember it? Could you remember it offhand, or did you have to look it up? Obviously, I had to look it up. It was like, year 2000, that was the best Wednesday ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe my birthday snuck into the second week there. That was just crazy, guy. If you, if you missed it throughout the season this year when Tom Brady went up against the Jets, he, uh-huh. went, up, he went up against Zach Wilson. I'm familiar with him. Who has the same birthday as him, 22 years apart. Are you messing with me? Tom Brady was a senior in college when rookie quarterback Zach Wilson was born. That's part of the Tom Brady thing in college, too, which I don't even know if we really were going to get into, but we can right now. When Tom Brady was in Michigan, like everyone was Drew Henson. Everyone was Team Henson when Tom Brady was at Michigan. It's like... How can so many of people 
been so surprised by this, like, literal, like, David versus the Goliath that is everyone that's ever seen him. Yeah, there's only two people in the history of his life that have been able to stop him. Quarterbacks from the NFC East and Michigan coach Lloyd Carr. Yeah, Lloyd Carr (laughs) was not about it. Lloyd Carr almost screwed Tom Brady over so bad there wouldn't have been a Tom Brady. Lloyd Carr is the reason that Tom Brady was drafted 199th. So, well, do you think that scouts like called Lloyd Carr and were like, "Hey, tell us about this uh, Thomas Brady. Is he uh, is he pretty good?" And Lloyd Carr was like, "Listen, you got to take Drew Henson. Like he just like trust me, I'll look way better. Like." Because that could be a con- yeah. that would have been a conversation. He's like Tom Brady. You don't want no Tom Brady. Listen, next draft, I got this Drew Henson kid. You're gonna love him. Used to play for the Yankees. Everybody loves him. You will too. I don't know if Michigan, that's. I don't think that's how Lloyd Carr talks, but I just did it for a second. They so they they would spell. Do you remember that? So it was Tom Brady and Drew Henson would spell. Right. And then Michigan fan would be anytime Tom Brady was on the field. Boo. Even though. Like wins over Penn State and like Ohio State, and like Alabama. Alabama. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. the Alabama game. That was an amazing game. And Michigan's fans like, uh, no. But Tom Brady the whole time is like, listen, Lloyd, listen, Michigan fans, that's a baseball player. I am a quarterback. Sure. Like, what are you doing? Pick me. I am the one. You don't, you, think, you don't think I'm an elite-level athlete? You don't think I'm going to be the greatest of all time? Look at these pictures of me at the Combine. Wait, <laughs> wait, no. Wait, don't do that. Don't, don't, do don't, that. don't judge me by any of my statistical metrics. Don't judge me by my bench press. Don't judge me by my high jump. And definitely don't judge me what I look like without my shirt on. Was there a fabric that existed before 2000? Because I feel like everything is cloth. Like, there's not, like, anyone who worked out ever before 2000. Because all those combines are like, Tom Brady, oh, okay, we'll get you some cloth jogger shorts and, uh, what are you, like, a 2X, 3X shirt? It's like, what are you doing? What? Like, no one wants to no one wants to swim while competing at the combine. Like, you give them form-fitting clothes. Let them look the part. These are gladiators. It, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. The 90s had just ended. And ridiculously large baggy clothes were still in. So you're making a good point. Yeah, because yeah, that's I not that's seen, not on him. You could blame NFL photos. for a lot of stuff, just not that. I've seen photos of you in high school, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it is a it is a terrible look. Yes, it was. No bad. one should ever try. No one should ever try to recreate it. It wasn't that bad. It's not like I had a mullet. You currently have a mullet. Yeah. Also, I tried to go as '90s Fred. For Halloween one year, and I couldn't find a puka shell necklace on Amazon, so I googled Van Nunley necklace, and one came right up. Okay, well, first off, I never wore a puka shell necklace, we'll just say but I did have a silver rope, and I did have a herringbone, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s, bro. What can I say? And I'm acting like I'm so much younger than you. I graduated in 03, and if you remember, the NBA class of 03 is the worst dress class in the history of any draft oh, thing ever. It's so bad. It's the worst. So it's, bad. You just you think like where are the people that are supposed to be supporting the people? Because these people need that help. <laughs> you want to start with the Instagram post? Let's start with the Instagram okay, post. Okay. Hit me with it. All right. First of all, I am a big fan of white text on black background. Thank you. I want to be very transparent with my energy on that. Okay. 
And we'll dive into that more because I didn't realize we were so close to the break. Because <laughs> like, once I start talking fashion, it gets away from your boy. Says the guy in the the athletic zippered three quarter sweater. I mean, this is this is branded content. This is a ProView pullover, uh, ProView Networks, which I'm very proud to work for regularly. Allow me to bring uh, athletics from across the state to many, many viewers. Sure, I mean, I have on branded content as well right now too. I'm obvi- I'm obviously, if you can't see me right now, I'm obviously being sponsored by '70s porn directors. So uh, I mean, there's that. So I'm representing the porn directors union. So the opposite of very healthy. That's not good at all. Thank you to Mexico Pinion Coffee for being a part of the program and allowing us to bring you the part, uh, the program. Thank you to O'Neill's, which we're live from this Thursday night, the one in Knob Hill. I know we got a fun list of guests coming through there. And thank yeah. you to the Electric Playhouse, who we are starting our wiffle ball and dodgeball leagues come this March. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. <laughs> Wait, is it just the soundtrack to Austin Powers? Is that what this is? Doing like an Austin Powers feel? Austin Powers, the best example of pop culture inflation in the history of all films. Fat Boy Slim, that's who it is. I knew it was Fat Boy Slim. I was going to let Fred finish because I thought he was going to go on this amazing Austin Powers rant, but he just stopped. Well, I can go on a rant right now. I just It's just a prime example of how the dollar has increased in such a way that when you come out of hibernation after 35 years or whatever it is, that a million dollars is no longer worth a million dollars. And to even ask for a million dollars as a ransom is a laughable idea because you have to at least ask for a billion dollars. And for real, a billion dollars ain't really nothing. And the most famous thief in the history of all thieves of all time, D.B. Cooper, who jumped out out of an airplane over a forest in the middle of Washington, he only stole like 250 grand. And if you steal 250 grand, that's like what? Stealing the down payment on a house? That's like nothing. So I just saying they're like inflation is wildly out of control and that Austin Powers is a prime example of it if you want a pop culture reference. Thank you for that, Fred. I got you. Yeah, buddy. You, hey, cut that one off, Vital. We need a new teaser. We need to send that one over to KKOB. All right. Yeah. Keep ranting. <laughs> okay. So I'm I got, saying D.B. Cooper is a cool story. That's a great story. Never been caught. Yeah, it's only 250 grand though. That's like literally nothing. It was a lot in the 60s. Yeah, you still 250 grand now. You know what you're doing? Going to work tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you still got to show up to Allsup's. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> 250 grand. Oh, you mean back to even? Oh, cool. Can't wait to slide back down. That's what 250 grand is to your boy. I know what 250 grand will buy you. A new groundhog. Did you see oh, the news, buddy? I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Mill, Milltown Mel. Who? The groundhog in Puxatawney who predicts the weather passed away today. What's his name? Give me his name one more time. Milltown Mel. Milton. Why are you just saying Milltown? No, it's called Milltown. I can read. I can read. I can read. Hold up. Is that where he's from or is that his name? I don't know. I think it's the, the gang of the barbershop quartet he used to roll with. The Milltown Boys, and they used to call him Milltown Mel. He was the snapper. And he would go, and I'm a beaver. Wait, Groundhog, that was not even close. Large rodents. I I don't know enough about Puxatani, except for that movie that doesn't really spotlight inflation called Groundhog's Day. (laughs) Well, you can't have inflation because it's the same day over and over again. 
It's kind of an interesting premise for a film. It's a great premise. In theory, that groundhog never could have died in that. And I'm about that because he did die. In real life. Also, him dying, is that really a thing? Or does he die all the time and you're only just now finding out? Like, Air Bud has died multiple times. But no one really knows because they just keep getting new Air Buds. (laughs) Oh, speaking speaking of good movies, Air Bud, come on, give me all that you got. I don't know how many there are now. Hey, who would have predicted the Airbud franchise would last longer than Tom Brady? Not me. I wouldn't have done that. I don't know if there's a new one. I, I know. Is. I know who couldn't have predicted that. The first Airbud, because he's <laughs> very dead. He's very dead. They're all dead. Like I know Beethoven's. Dead. They all just die, and then they just get one that looks exactly. Like I was saying, Wishbone on that PBS show. Yeah, Santa's like little helper on the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Every single Clydesdale for Bu- for Bud Light. Oh, I got an old dog. I just got so sad. Oh gosh, your dog is super. Your dog <laughs> so is old. almost as old as Tom Brady's career. He's super close. There's more. Jackass the movie has been around longer. The franchise has been around longer than Tom Brady. Well, Johnny Knoxville and Tom Brady are both retiring at the same time. Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, Knox- yeah, he's not doing any more Jackass. He did the Royal Rumble this past week, and his, he appeared to compete against 30 other men and a chance to win an over-the-top opportunity to headline WrestleMania. Wait, Johnny Knoxville was one of the 30? Yeah, he was one of the 30. And oh, he that's came out, great! Yeah, he came out in a tribute to Andy Kaufman. Oh, so he had very like, nice. Yeah, the all-white and the shorts, and the, when the Jackass movie audio hit, can I keep saying Jackass Vital? I don't know the rules on that. I think that's, yeah. I think that's fine. It's a, a proper so, noun. So, so whenever that hit, then um, that was the loudest pop of the night for everyone. That was like the okay, like we're doing we're doing this thing. We're this is Russell or this is Royal Rumble now. So. I, I wasn't going to read too much into it because I have the expert sitting right across from me. Yeah, but I didn't see anything about Johnny Knoxville, so I don't know how big of a pop it had. <laughs> it, I, audibly, it was the best one. But a lot of people tell you out of the whatever thirty Royal Rumbles there are now, however many there've been. Um, 88, I think was the first one. So whatever that is, that this was arguably the worst one. That's what, well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I did see yeah. a lot of that on the, yeah, it was, so fortunately it was better for me cause I was there, but it was the worst one. It wasn't even close for you as a At wrestling all. fan and historian. You yeah. unequivocally believe this is the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like 2015, maybe a little worse. That was the day Batista year. But this, like Brock Lesnar entering at, entering at the very end and coming back to win it, which is great. But like Brock Lesnar has such like a like a influence in the business, he doesn't need to win Royal Rumble. You needed to give it to like that stoner Matt Riddle so that I can cheer for him all the way up to WrestleMania, or for a third time, give it to St. Louis native uh, Kyle Randy Orton and have Randy Orton standing on the turnbuckle at the very end. And just like the city, just you know, raining down, let's go blues or whatever. Like that would have been the move, but yeah, good on the Royal Rumble. They did fine. Well, thank goodness I'm not a degenerate gambler. I'm kind of a diet degenerate gambler. Can only gamble within my means. I would have bet on Bad Bunny. I thought they were going to try to put Bad Bunny over at this Royal Rumble and let him win it to catapult him up the ranks. So he's going to fit his storyline will be against Sheamus. 
So he'll end up battling Sheamus up until WrestleMania, and then he'll whoop him at WrestleMania because Bad Bunny's undefeated at WrestleManias, and he can really wrestle. He's like insanely good, which is like a weird concept because he's he's like a he's like the biggest rapper in the world. Like, what are you doing? This is like if Nelly wanted to wrestle. Why didn't Nelly come out in it was St. Louis, Louis? It was St. Louis at the WrestleMania at yeah. the Royal Rumble. That would have made the most sense, but it just didn't happen. Didn't yeah, happen. Nelly versus Joe Buck. Who are you going to choose in that one, Fred? I don't choose to live anymore. Like it's just it's over for me. The the Instagram post from Tom Brady. So Tom Brady puts out his Instagram post and it's this nine page diatribe and it's got it's thinking everyone except for a couple specific people and we'll and we'll touch on that obviously okay. after the break. But um I don't think we have to go paragraph by paragraph. But this is as pro as you can do it, I think. This is like a very good a summary talking about like, hey, how Football is not just a job, but it's a lifestyle. I'm talking about how it's mentally draining and physically draining and emotionally challenging every day, not just Sundays, not just while at practice. And now he's so it's so very important to him that he puts more emphasis and time and effort into his personal life. And I tell you what, Van, one paragraph in, and your boy Tom Brady's hitting it home with me. Ooh. Like I, I am I am just buying into this. This is not a I can't like the money's not worth a thing. This is a there are things more valuable in my life than playing football and I've neglected those things for so long and I just I just love the start to this. I was captured right away. Well, I mean, you had me at the biggest, scariest, fastest dudes on the planet are trying to kill me. I'd have been like, okay, you're right. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Quit playing. That sounds dangerous. Also he says there are no shortcuts on the field and it's like you had twenty two years. Mm. If there were you would have figured them out. There's a bunch of shortcuts and Oh you don't want to share and you took them all. Don't want okay. To share okay, you cheated a lot. Vital, I, I, got, I know we got to go to break, but how do you feel, Vital, about Tom Brady getting his first unsportsmanlike call in his last game ever? And he's like, this isn't for me anymore. <laughs> so you're going to do what to me? Yeah, he it's... got the penalty, remember? <laughs> yeah, he's like, that was crazy. Like, I bet, you know I bet who he, I am? Yeah, and, and then he threw a fit on the sidelines like he did. Didn't he break a computer earlier this year? Oh, uh-huh. He got I, a note, no, I think. It, I think it's kind of funny, and I bet he sang "I Did It My Way" Sinatra song when he when he announces retirement. He's on the sideline saying, "Nobody makes Tom Brady bleed <laughs> his own blood." My environment's a product of me. <laughs> That's not what I was doing, but whatever. <laughs> oh, I was trying to get there. <laughs> that was a dodgeball quote, anyways. Well, not familiar with that work. A uh, big thank you to the YMCA of Central New Mexico allows us to come out every single morning and start our days with them. They are absolutely tremendous. We're going to make an effort to get out there this month to talk about their February deals and how they are doing positive things to impact the community. Also, big fundraiser coming up. We're going to help the community garden. So we're excited about that. Whenever we get back from the break, more Tom Brady talk. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Is live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. I am live from my kitchen. The magic of technology. Van, did you know? Hit me. The number one, the number one song in the United States in the year 2000. God, it's Nelly, isn't it? Nope. <laughs> uh, my heart will go on. It's called, and I don't know this one, Breathe by Faith Hill. Just breathe. I think that's it. Vital was at it. Vital knows. Vital would know. Did I sound like Faith Hill? Like exactly like Faith Hill? 
there's maybe one note of it, but that's about it. I'll take it. He made note, so that's nice. Hey, the year 2000, which was actually the 1999 season, mm-hmm. but the St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl, man. Oh, you were so Tackle. happy then. Oh, like you don't even believe. Like, I'm so in 2000, I'm 16 years old, and I'm like the biggest NFL fan of all time because I've had a, a team in St. Louis for about six years at that point, and I just cannot believe everything. And then the Mike Jones tackle on the one, it's yeah, Kevin Dyson goes down. It's the whole thing. Steve McNair stands there, a loser. I just I loved everything about it. Just that was a crazy game. Even crazier though. So if you're because I've always been a baseball guy. Same. But about like when I was younger, I was only really a St. Louis Cardinals guy. Like I didn't understand or know how to appreciate the rest of the league. And that 2000 year, that's that Mets Yankees World Series. Which if that was happening right now. I would I would take like the drug I was most addicted to, like I that is the thing I would yearn for, as far as storyline and b- compelling television. But that was also in two thousand was the Mets and the Yankees, the old Subway series. That was a good one. That was the one. Indy Chavez up against the wall. I mean I don't know who that is. I know. Um, okay. Mad cow disease was in two thousand. Don't know if you recall that mad cow disease. I didn't own a lot of cows then. I wouldn't have noticed. Not a lot of change in your cow ownership. <laughs> what did you do in the last 22 years? <laughs> Not buy a cow? Yeah. What's your problem, guy? Yeah. How many yeah. How many cows you own, yeah. loser? Hey, yeah, you still get milk at the Walmart? Ah. Also, with, with some of the zoning laws here in town, I don't know how unfeasible it is for you to own a, own a cow where you live. I got a quarter acre. That's enough for uh the the puppies to roam. So I is think that what they the say. Defi- I don't know. It sounded correct. I no. I don't believe that's correct. <laughs> I think the definition, as I understand it, of a happy cow. Okay. Like a California happy cow. All right. Is one acre per cow. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. What if I got a and mini that- cow? I got like a, a cow a quarter of the size of a cow. It would be happy there. What What are you talking about? I got a quarter acre, so I can have a quarter of a cow. Like a, like the little Sebastian of cows? Exactly, that is. That's exactly <laughs> what I want. Now that you mention that, I'm writing it down right now. Van wants a mini cow. I'm writing it down. I'm okay. not saying I hate this. Uh, also, on a personal note, 2000 was the very first year that I bought a DVD. Really? Yeah, you're, the you're first DVD. You're kind of behind a little bit. Uh, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. I can't tell you. But the first DVD I ever bought was Gladiator, Ooh. starring Russell Crowe. Have you seen this work? Yeah, it's very entertaining. Yes. He asked Are me. You... He asked me if I was, and I told him, "Yes, this is a very good movie." Thank uh, you for breaking the fourth wall and asking me about the movie during yeah. the movie. Yeah, you're at, you're correct. I I actually don't need I don't need an intermission. I am entertained. Yeah, yeah. In this. Ridley Scott epic. There's a handful of movies. All right, Vital. There's a handful of movies that I've seen more than one time. Gladiator is one of them. I've seen it more than one time because I had the DVD aforementioned. Sure, your first one. you got to break it in proper. Correct. I also have seen more than one time Wayne's World. Excellent choice. Which is very good. It's the lady friend's the, favorite. It's Oh, okay. Yeah, her, you, well, her and I are both in love with you, so that makes sense. Same as he's. Yeah, 
And then uh, lastly, the 2004 banger Anchorman, which I think ruined every other comedy movie for the history of all time because it's the best one ever done. Yeah. It peaked. That was peak comedy. There's, yeah, been, there's, there's been some movies that have been close, but that movie was damn near perfect. As far as, like, scripted, like, acted, that's the best one. Like, I think comedy has swayed now in a way to where it's not captured or presented the same. To me, like, comedy is in, like, long form. Comedy is in, like, podcast form. Comedy is in a different type of entertainment. And to me, that's the last big Hollywood, we're going to put out a comedy that's going to be a banger for everyone. And that's, dog, that's 2004. Tom Brady already had a ring by then. Yeah, he got one in 2001 against the <laughs> St. Louis Rams. You know how many career comebacks he had? Like like winning drives and extra innings or extra innings in the final moments of the game? If I had to guess, I would say like 80. Dog, no, but it was over 40. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, like, he, had to, he had to lose a couple of those. He would come back and then eventually lose a couple. Vital, I don't have it in front of me, but I probably should. Is it seven? He had over 700 touchdowns? That's crazy. Uh, yeah. 710-ish, I'm guessing. 720, maybe? Oh, my gosh. Well, he's the only one to hit 700. So every every record that he breaks is his own record, like the past two years. All right, I got it right here. Are you ready? Hit me. 42 game-winning drives, 710 touchdowns, and this coward only threw for 97,569 yards. Wow. That's a bunch. Big New Mexico Pinon, which started my morning because I actually had to skip the Y today due to the quarantine. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now right, you're just messing with me now, Vital. I know this one. This is definitely Austin Powers stuff. <laughs> Dan you know, knows it very well. You know it's my favorite. So during the break, I got that text message from my very good friend Crystal. And she said, hey, you trying to get them Girl Scout cookies? I said, yes, I am. I am trying to get them. So I uh, Yeah, we drop, up, up. drop them off and run away here in quarantine. I'm only in corporate quarantine, okay? You you tested negative two days or three days in a row? I've tested negative three days in a row, but we have some rules at work, and those sure. rules at work are you can't yet. And I said, okay, you know, I just I follow the rules. Well, I mean, it's to protect super producer Mike Vital. I might be one of the small portion of the populace that's impervious to COVID because I've had like – three dozen direct exposures and still never got it. You got a strong immunity, but I bring sweets all the time. You can ask the guys that. Well, you, I always bring sweets, so why am I going to buy more sweets? <laughs> I get punished by my girlfriend. Well, what, not, my, what, my bacon isn't good enough for you guys? She would throw fit. Okay. I mean, no, what it is is I'm about to bring a box of Adventure Fools, a box of Samoas, and a box of Thin Mints, and they're not going to make it through one complete business day at the office. Oh, 100%. Oh, I'm in. They're gone. Yeah. Also, I did the uh, Donate One package because I'm a fan of that. Same. I'm a fan of that. Oh, yeah. so same. Yeah. It's only $5. It's got $5. So it's not going to be a stone cold whodunit. It's not going to be a mystery where all those cookies went because we can just go to Mikey's top drawer 
and right. fi- find all the Samoas and Thin Mints. Hey. He's going to take a sleeve of each, I guarantee it. Well, now Mikey, he's got a scapegoat and Phil. So it's – he's like – and he'll be like, well, Phil did it. And we'll, we'll be like – like mm, All I do is just bribe Phil to keep mm, quiet. Uh, yeah. We're bribe like, him with cookies. Right. <laughs> Everybody likes cookies. I don't care who Over they on, are. Yeah, over on KKOB, they don't have this kind of sweets world like we have over here on KNML. No, they give away T-shirts. <laughs> they give, they do give away T-shirts. All right. By the way, we just ordered. We just got all of our stuff. Do you see that van? All of our stuff's coming in. Oh, wait, it's coming in. It yeah, already... so it should all it all should all uh, be finished in here by the end of the week. So we yeah, the T-shirts are in. They're currently being printed. So we're very excited about that. Michael, I did order you a two X. So you're welcome. We got to take a cool. bunch of two X's to L.A. There's not a bunch of them to to give away to the offensive and defensive linemen. We'll be interviewing. <laughs> There's not a bunch of them. Just got the just got the one. Literally just so, one. <laughs> I, I was like, who wants a two X? That seems big. It's going to be gigantic. Gigantic was the 2000 NFL draft van. That's right. Should I? I we'll give it. Give it to me. Okay, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. I will fill is obviously you're loading a browser here. No, I am not. I'm I'm loading my voice. In the sixth round, with the 199th pick, out of Michigan, in the Big Ten, That's the New it. England Patriots select quarterback, Thomas Brady. Boo! Well, they don't Boo. announce sixth round picks. Who's this yeah, it was, loser? It was pretty close. We don't want this loser. I saw a picture of him with his shirt off. He's a loser. So a bunch of perennial all-stars went before him, though, right? Would you like to run him? I would. Okay. We'll go in reverse order. Mark Bolger. Okay. Drafted 183rd uh-huh. by the Cleveland Browns. You want me to guess? Are we doing only quarterbacks? Yeah, just the quarterbacks. All right, so the Cleveland Browns in 2000 is Spurgeon win. What? How did you get that one? You just read the article. That one. You just read the article. I'm looking right at you via the world of technology. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if Spurgeon was like a fish or like a motorcycle rally, but apparently he's a quarterback drafted right before Tom Brady. By is the it a Cleveland city in Browns. South Dakota? <laughs> He only played two seasons, started three games, didn't win a single one. Well, he Spurgeon won a lot of hearts, so that was important. Drafted 168th. Mark Bolger, West Still Virginia. ahead of Tom Brady. Yes, you got this one right. Okay. Who might have been, if you the if steal. Tom, if Tom Brady never existed, the steal of the draft. Started 96 games, 41 and 54 record. Had a lot of good seasons, a lot of good years. Pretty good at that spot. Okay. Drafted 163rd. Okay. Out of Tennessee, a lot of promise here. T. Martin. So, okay, you didn't give me a chance to guess because I would have got that one. Okay. T. Martin. Yeah. So I, Tennessee T. Yeah. Yeah. If you would have, after Tennessee, I would have got that one. Those, okay. I would have had that one. If you remember, he played backup for Peyton Manning, and oh. that was his thing. Only started, uh, he went. 13-0 and 0 after Peyton Manning left. Correct. Won a ship. Won a ship. Took him to the promised land. Yep. 
that the loser Peyton Manning couldn't do it, but T. Martin can. Ahead of T. Martin. Okay. Drafted 75th overall. Okay, now what we're talking. Drafted? We're talking third rounders. Okay. Okay. Who made the pick? Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so that's an interesting one because that same season is the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and they had Tony Banks start their season. They had Trent Dilfer come in and replace him in week two, win a Super Bowl, and they drafted your boy Chris Redman. Ooh, is that correct? Strong work. Chris oh. Redman is correct. Okay. Had four starting wins in the association. That's uh, I would have took the under. Okay, now this is the big one right here, okay? Okay. There's only two left. By the San Francisco 49ers, Tom Brady's favorite team, the team of his hero, Joe Montana. Do you know with the, 60, the kid, 65th, yeah. 65th overall pick? Out of Hofstra. Beginning of the third round. Do you I don't know his name? name. You don't remember no, his name? No, it's the kid out of Hofstra, though. I don't remember his name. Giovanni uh, Carmazzi. Garmiz. Oh, yeah, Giovanni I would have put a G on it. Carmazzi. Okay. Did he, he never played it down, right? Nope, never played it down in the NFL. Not a stat to be had. Well, that's right. Tough loss. And then 18th overall in the first round to the New York Jets. You know this one. Yeah, that was uh, out of Marshall. That was Chad Pennington. Correct, Chad Pennington. He was uh, the universally – admired first-round quarterback. Everyone knew he was going somewhere in the first round. Can't miss prospect, blah, blah, blah. Um, every year that he was healthy and played all 16 games, he won more than 10 games and went to the playoffs. The, so, not a loser. The, the rest, other guy. The rest of these losers don't hold a candle to Tom Brady. And let me tell you a little fun little stat right here. Yeah, if you would. Every quarterback, and I just did the math, I'm pretty sure it's correct. Okay. Every quarterback drafted in front of Tom Brady has 89 career wins. Okay? 85 of those are by Chad Pennington and Mark Bolcher. Tom Brady has 243 career wins. So Tom Brady won 154 more games than the five people, excuse me, six people drafted ahead of him. That is bonkers. I also remember from the 2000 draft, the San Francisco took two quarterbacks. Right. And the other one they took was after Tom Brady, uh, Tim Rattay. Tim Rattay, right? yeah. And he ended up playing yeah. for like seven or eight years, right? Yeah. But he didn't have wins, really. He just mm – -mm. Ended up being better than you thought he would be. Yeah, backup, fill-in, backup, fill-in. Yeah. Okay. That was a weird draft year. 199th pick gets you seven Super Bowls and 243 wins. Giovanni Carmazzi. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's a lovely person. It's not the best draft in the history of drafts. Like, Tom Brady, obviously – Greatest of all time. If you try to argue that differently, then I just tell you you don't have a strong understanding of what you're arguing. Yeah. But I would say I just don't know. Brian Urlacher came out that year. Obviously, that's a big connection to, you know, like 
New Mexico and obviously right. in the university. But outside of those two guys, like, really, who was it? LeVar Arrington. Um, Peter Warwick was the no-doubt wide receiver from Florida State. Had a good career when he was healthy. Jamal Lewis. Um, Ron Dane. Even even those guys, though, like. And that was also the year you might forget. Adrian Peterson. Was he that year? No, no he wasn't that year. No. Um, that was the year that the Raiders took Sebastian Janikowski, the kicker, in the first round, 17th overall. And if you remember, they took Shane Leckler in the fifth round, and I think he ended up going to like eight or nine Pro Bowls and ended up being – so really there was like three guys, four guys. There was like Brady, Erlocker, Janikowski, and Leckler. And those were like the only four we went to more than five Pro Bowls kind of guys. Yeah. he Tom Brady was the prize and no one knew it. Yeah, Shane Leckler went in the fifth round. Shab- there you go. Sebastian yeah. Janikowski in the first round. And that was so for Michael. The Raiders filled up their special teams before hey, Tom Brady was drafted. Dog, but they had them filled for like a dozen years. Like, I can't yeah. tell you those are bad picks. Like, they, and those are the top two guys. And for Michael, his favorite draft selection of all time, I believe Bubba Franks came out in 2000. And I know Michael still reps that jersey. Yes, he does. He has it on underneath his Under Armour right now. We're excited to be at O'Neill's on Thursday night. I will not be there. You will, man. And you are going to have a lot of friends of the show. cavalcade of guests. So that will be a very good one. Check us out at Knob Hill on Thursday night. We're two men on 95.9. I recognize that I'm currently on corporate quarantine for exposure to a person positive with COVID-19. But I'm perfectly fine. I'm waiting for another negative to come back from my PCR test. But I'm going to rehaul this entire rejoin beds. There's just no way. I All of the day Matthews has to go. It all has to go out. Every <laughs> single one of them. He's doing this on purpose. It's not even. Is he? Yeah. Michael, I need a confessional right he, now. He wants to get your heart rate up to make sure well, it's not the Corvids. In to, your be fair, mm, to be fair. To be fair. I did it in reverse order here. Thank you very much. The <laughs> other thing is is that uh, the uh, boss, which is Jared, our program director, sure. he puts mm-hmm. in the music. I have no control over it. So I have, well, to, d- I have to confess it's not me. Well, We're going to need you to confirm if he has my email or not because this well, needs to be resolved. <laughs> and he does a There's good a, job. We got a lot what, of good music. And what Jared did is like, Instead of it saying Dave Matthews, it just said Fred's favorite on it. So Mikey gets really excited to play it for you. And then what comes out? Dave Matthews. Open up my head. (laughs) In a boy's dream. In a boy's dream. To be fair. (laughs) No, Michael, no. Not Not about Dave Matthews. Not to be fair. Hopefully somebody else can hear what we're talking about and make the change. I'm sorry I was late on the rejoin, but Mikey brings me Fig Newtons. Okay. And I have to break the edges off of the Fig Newtons. Yeah, the hard part? Don't eat the hard. Yeah, it's too bready. I just want the good stuff in the middle. The filling. So while I heard the music to come back, I was flaking the edges off of Fig Newtons. I saw ya. Yeah, it's the only way to eat them. Get rid of the edges. They're wasteful. It's a waste of bread. 
Also, I believe Michael doesn't buy the name brand Fig Newtons. He gets like the Kirkland ones, and they're just not as good. No, actually, I got brand. I'm brand guy. Yeah, he's on brand. Oh, you, those Nabisco? Is that what that is? I believe so. Okay. I'll look at the package. Well, I trust you. I mean, Nabisco no made with real fruit, Newtons, and these are the Fig brand of Newtons. Apparently, there's a bunch of different Newtons. Is there like date Newtons? I've never heard of date Newtons. Are no. dates and figs the same thing or no? They're different, but they're very they're, similar. But they're different. They're very different. How different? I think it's I like think jelly the same and trees. Same. It's like jelly and preserves, Michael. I think it's similar, ah. but it's different. It's like oranges and mandarins. How about cuties? That? Are you talking about cuties? That's tangerines. It's like tangerines and mandarins. Yeah, they're similar but different. <laughs> okay. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Are you an agricultural engineer and would like to explain the difference in between dates and figs to our audience? You're saying it facetiously, but I would happily take that call. A hundred percent. Because I, I'm one to learn. You know, that's what we love during rush hour traffic on the interstate <laughs> is talking about dates and figs. <laughs> Twenty thousand people stuck in traffic, and they want to hear us talking about dates and figs, not Tom Brady. Is there a traffic thing right now? I wasn't listening to the update. I don't, I was I was flicking the edges off of a fig Newton. I didn't hear it either. <laughs> <sighs> Tom Brady says he's not going to make the competitive commitment anymore. He's loved his NFL career. It's time to focus his energy and time on other things that require them. So he's no longer the dad of the NFL. He's decided that he's he's not the NFL's dad anymore. He says it's time for the kids to play. You think That's it had nice. anything to do with Bob Saget? Yeah, hundred percent. Why? How couldn't it? Yeah, duh. 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 Absolutely. Everybody knows that. Yeah, Betty White, all of them. He's not dead, man. He's just not playing in the NFL anymore. Dead to me. You know where he's not going to be dead? He's all these celebrity golf shows, they're going to come up all the time where it's like, hey, we, we paired a golfer with Tom Brady. Or we, what is Tom Brady and Paul Rudd doing on the links? Tune in to ESPN this weekend and find out. That's what, that's what we're going to end up getting. Now nah, Tom Brady's dead to me. I do love golf. <laughs> I, would, I would be I would be super excited to see Tom Brady and a, a professional golfer golf again. Yes, like the, the Aaron Rodgers thing, celebrity. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm into that. Because now, now he's retired. He doesn't got to worry about his image as much anymore. All right. So now he can get on the golf course, have a couple oat sodas, and talk smack like he's one of the boys now. From the live chat, friend of the show, Craig, says uh, his comeback against Atlanta in the Super Bowl win, that's the one that was in Houston. I was there. Uh, that was incredible. So that was 21 points, obviously, or whatever it was, to come back and win that big game. And then five touchdowns in one quarter against Tennessee. Those are his – because he's a New England guy, you know. So those were his big Tom Brady moments. I think those are good Tom Brady moments. I, I legit forgot about the five touchdowns against Tennessee. That was really cool. That's one of the ones that I'm, slipped through me. Well, and I know you hate Tennessee because you're a Houston connection, so I thought that one would have stood out to you. I'm indifferent. I don't care. Oh, okay. I mean, I hate the L.A. Rams. You're a big Nashville guy. I like Nashville. I also like Nashville, which I'm going to this summer for SummerSlam, which is live in Nashville as the, possibly The Rock will have to face Roman Reigns after WrestleMania to see who is actually the head of the Roman Reigns-Rock family table. The Rock's not So we will be headed out to – no, he's not. He's not he coming. Did, he back. didn't. He didn't Just come quit. back at Royal Rumble. He's not going. It's come Johnny back. Knoxville versus Tom Brady, and you know it. 
that's a championship matchup. That's pretty oh, sweet, actually. Yeah, I was. I, I meant for it to be a joke. That's actually really <laughs> no, cool. No, but it's it's not. What's Tom Brady's wrestling move? Congratulations like a- to Los Angeles Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth. Okay. Who turned Drafted forty? Two thousand. <laughs> turned forty on December twelfth. Now he is the oldest player in the NFL, and he's going to be in the Super Bowl in two weeks. Aww. That's pretty cool. Aww. That's pretty cool. Do you think he'll get to play in front of any Rams fans? That'd be exciting for him. He hadn't done that all season. <laughs> Road field advantage. Just crazy to me. Those games this past weekend, so very good. So very good. Uh, so Tom Brady's um, finishing move would, hunt, would 100% be the the Uggs on your neck. Yeah. The weight of the Uggs franchise is just sitting right on top of your neck. And it's you just can't, a curb stomp you he puts on an up. Ugg. But it's like right a, it's a super gentle and light curb stomp. Mm-hmm. But the weight of the whole Uggs franchise is on your neck. I think that would be his finishing move. When he's mounting a comeback, he, he always gets you caught in the holding call. Mm, very there nice. There you go. He thinks uh, explicitly on his Instagram post, Van, he thinks uh, his teammates. So that is nice. He thinks okay. his teammates, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good start. Uh, he said, they ex- yeah, and we can't go through all nine pages of this. Obviously, Van, I'm nitpicking here. But he picks out he picks out uh, how they inspired him to wake up every day and to give his best. Well, that's nice. You know, that's like a, that's like a nice thing to contribute to the guys that are currently there. He thinks the fans, Van, he thinks – the Bucks fans. He says, thank you. I didn't know what to expect when I arrived here. First of all, that's a bold-faced lie. Sure. You knew exactly. What, yeah. You knew when you got off the plane and there was a, literally a red carpet there. Literally. But your support and embrace have enriched my life and that of my family. I've been honored to play for such passionate fan base. What a crew, spelled K-R-E-W-E. Thanks the city, Van. Thanks okay. the city. Which one? T- Tampa Bay, St. Pete. Just Tampa? Them both. No, well, I don't really know how they're separated. Is it like a is it like a Rio Rancho Albuquerque thing where they're two things, but they're really just one thing? So he thinks them both, both Tampa and St. Pete. Um, it's not the saint, like actual saint, St. Pete. You sure it's the city? Uh, St. Petersburg. Okay, so well, that's different. The, the that's Ber- different. Yeah, Berg means city, sure. I think, in Latin. Bergenstein. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. He thinks the Glazer family. That's nice. Oh, that's yeah. Are you like familiar the peop- with them? Do you know? Yeah, the people who make the donuts, the glazed donuts. <sighs> right? They, Is that not right? Yeah, no, the that's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> he, I don't know who Jason Licht is. Whoa! But he, yeah, he gets thanked. Jason Licht. I'm just kidding. It's his agent. So he thinks his agent oh, okay. that he had oh, forever. Okay. So okay. That's not Bruce Arians. Thanks, Bruce Arians. Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, he probably should be jeering Bruce Arians a little bit because he didn't let Antonio Brown stay on the team, and Antonio Brown could have been a crucial piece late into the season, specifically the playoffs, for a chance to not be a loser right now because the Buccaneers are better than the Rams. That's a fact. In your head. Did he? Okay, did he think Robert Kraft? Well, hold on. There's only five more pages, Van. He oh, has to have thanked Robert Kraft. Lord. How well, could he not have thanked Robert Kraft? We're only on till seven, Fred. You can't do every page. I'm I'm just doing every paragraph, Van. I'm no. just making sure we're very thorough here. Okay. Alex Guerrero got thanked. I don't know if you saw that. 
his personal trainer got things. Yeah, that's, that's um, his co-author yeah. of the TB12 stuff. Oh, thank you for taking my money for so many years. Yeah. Thank you for being an employee. By the way, you, you owe Antonio Brown 50 grand, I think. The, that is the, weird. The yeah. check didn't clear. <laughs> Got to figure that one out. Thanks, uh, like the door guy at Buck Stadium. I'm oh, God, that's so yeah. sweet. Stop it. You stop it right now, Tom. Don Yee and Steve Dublin, uh, obviously, like, since college they've been together. His parents, his family, his wife, his children, everything that's ever inspired him, man. He thanks them all. And when we get back from the break, just who he didn't think in this final farewell as a professional athlete. I'm excited for in this. In the NFL. The people we think, though, are I-9 Sports, who allows us to do this program every single day, and O'Neill's alongside the Electric Playhouse. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This one, it's, this is not a regular one either. This is like, there's something going on today. It's like I take I take two days off, which I get in the industry is risque. You can easily be replaced with Robert Gibson. He's insanely talented. But this is what I come back to? This tomfoolery? We play this a lot, though. So you what? should know it by now. I thought this was your favorite. This? Besides <laughs> Nelly. This, to me... Sounds like the last level of a Nintendo Entertainment System game based on Indiana Jones. And I have to outrun a boulder. <clears throat> Big shout out to Matt Brager, New Mexico Pinon, for texting me some... and Fred the differences in between figs and dates. So we'll, we'll tackle that in a 6 o'clock hour. <laughs> I also got text on the side from Fred and Eddie Nunez. So, Eddie says, Whitworth is one of the best. Had the pleasure of seeing him play at LSU when he was working there. I think he's gigantic. And he's like, yeah, no, that's that's a pretty big dude. <laughs> like, Oh, gosh. Yeah. The, pro- the program is best when it's sports adjacent. Duh. That's when the program is best. Duh, that's what we do. That's what we do here. To wrap out Tom Brady's Instagram post, he says, uh, thank you, everyone. The future is exciting, specifically the future as it relates to at Autograph IO, at Brady Brand, at TB12 Sports, on and on and on. He tags who you need to follow. So if you're a fan of Tom Brady, you can continue to be a fan of Tom Brady because he will have many endeavors, which I have no doubt he'll be the greatest of all time at those as well. But looks like he is done in a football capacity Let's put a bow on Tom Brady's football career. He's the greatest of all time. 100%. 100%. 100%. Not even close. Left off a couple very important people. Oh, you're talking about the Instagram post? Yes. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go oppo you. Okay. okay. You lead, I'll follow. Okay, well, I have an idea, and I'm sorry if this smashes your idea. Okay. But I think Tom Brady and the New England Patriots – which he did not mention whatsoever. No Patriots talk, no Robert Kraft, no Bill Belichick, no teammates in New England, no championships in New England. Didn't mention the Patriots or their organization at all in his retirement letter on Instagram. I think he's going to do the old school, sign a one-day contract, retire a Patriot, and then he will say nice things about New England. 
when he left in 2020, he did a very similar Instagram post thanking Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and the city of New or the city of Boston and New England and all the surrounding everything. That to me was the end of it. Tom Brady doesn't look for your number again after he deletes it. And that's what has happened here. Tom Brady did it the exact pro way two years ago when he left New England, and he's not going to revisit that bad boy. He doesn't date the same girl twice. Okay, I could see that too. But I think, like, when he goes, a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer, and we could talk about this later, but Tom Brady, there's a lot of people in the history of the NFL who've had a career worthy of two Hall of Fame careers. Tom Brady has three separate careers that can go into the Hall of Fame. I'll touch, I'll touch on that later. But I think that he will sign a one-day contract, retire a Patriot, go into the Hall of Fame as a Patriot, have that Patriots jersey blazoned upon his chest. But he was just gushing and gushing and gushing about Florida. Like, I mean, that is something that Tom Brady and Robert Kraft have in common is they both go to Florida for happy endings. It's the best Tom Brady joke you're going to hear today. I guarantee I you. I like, guarantee you. I don't, I don't like that joke. <laughs> Bad mental image, is that why? I don't think you really go into the NFL Hall of Fame as a team, right? You just go in as a player. It says it on your bust. Yeah, but it's not like you're not wearing the hat. You know, it's not like. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like Major League Baseball. You know, it's not like. It's not the same. And to me, it doesn't matter. To me, it's you go in and I, we talk about this all the time because you're very famous. You don't necessarily have to be the best football player. You just have to be a very famous football player. And to me, Tom Brady just happens to be both of those things. And and if he gets in, he doesn't just get in with a bust. Dog, he gets a wing. Like, he gets – like, they named the parking garage after him. They named the walking mall up to the – to Canton. They name, they name all of it after him because he's the thing. He is football. He's been – he's yes. been football for 22 years. Him and Madden both get one. That's the thing. He should have his own wing. Yes. Yeah. But Because there's so much. And now – the way that the NFL maintains its history versus the way it used to, you know, because there was a time when you had to chase down memorabilia and you had to, you know, go to old timers and find it in their attics from a million years ago. But it doesn't work that way anymore. Every time a record is set, and it seems like Tom Brady sets a record every 20 minutes. Sure. They collect that memorabilia on the spot. I mean, it, it exists. And there's guys like me and you and, you know, friend of the show, Craig, who will venture out together to see all of that at one time. And it needs it needs a specific wing. And we'll take the Madden bus shuttle to get to it. Yeah, as a lifelong sports fan, a lifelong sports homer, I'm kind of surprised I haven't been to any sports Hall of Fame. I just thought about it just now because I wanted to give some kind of perspective like, all of Tom Brady's Super Bowls and great wins and amazing victories and controversial topics. He probably already has his own wing, right? 
I mean, even if he does, it's not like in an official capacity. Not organized, so, no. not organized yeah. into the official Tom Brady wing sponsored yeah, by w- uh, sponsored by autograph in in FTs and TV right. twelve and and I want a little clear like box right outside of it where you can put your you know dollar five dollar donation that goes in to help whatever charity that they've specifically picked for that part of it. That to yeah. me is the thing. Let kids in sub Saharan Africa have Uggs. We again with the Uggs. I don't even know if they're still a sponsor <laughs> of Tom Brady. <laughs> they will be forever in my hot my mind. Did you almost go Boston on that in your hat? In my <laughs> hat. Going? Yeah. Tom Brady keeps my hat warm like his Uggs keep his feet warm. And you're like, what? Are you? And Tommy two taps. <laughs> Craig in the live stream says, Tommy didn't need to say anything to New England. He already did when he left. Fred is correct. I'm not hurt or feel slighted whatsoever. I already feel thanked for my lifelong support to him and the team. Spoiled with six Super Bowls. And that's the there thing, too. Is. Yeah, Craig's on that level where he calls him Tommy. Yeah. Like, that's the connection. That is more important than an Instagram goodbye. This It's not a slight, I'm telling you. It's just name the girlfriend before Giselle Brunchen. Name her. Can't do it because he don't go back. Uh, Jessica Beal. Is that correct? I don't know. I, I think it is. <laughs> I'll have to Google it. I think he's Eskimo Brothers with Jeter on that one. Was he also outside of Rihanna's house crying this morning whenever she announced the news that she's pregnant? Is it that kind of thing? Uh, that's very weird. Did you see all that, like all these people? Yes. Tara Reid? Okay, this is actually Bridget Moynihan. I don't know who that is. She was in Sex and the City, iRobot, Blue Bloods. No clue. You ever heard of her? Yes. Is she famous? She has to be famous. She's very famous. And she is very pretty. She looks very pretty. Very pretty. Tara Reid, to me, is a very exciting one because she's, like, depending on what side of the bed she wakes up on, either the prettiest or, well, an absolute train wreck. I don't know. I, there's, like, no in between. Yeah, she goes um, Lindsay Lohan pretty fast. It's a slippery, slippery scale. <laughs> she... she Lindsay, so Lindsay Lohan actually took the Tara Reid manual on how to do it, and she was like, she was like, oh, I should study this. This is for me, Tara Reid. But she, but she treated it like Tom Brady treated his career. Like she really went into it. She really, oh, the greatest of all really time. Really leaned into it. Her and those shark tornado movies. There's a level of brilliance there that needs to be laughed at. That's why I'm saying Anchorman's the best because that's what we ended up with with shark tornado movies. I mean, you could just say Sharknado. It's okay. It's got a way better ring to it, and that's the actual title of the movie. Just say Sharknado. Shark, it's a Shark Tornado movie. It's a fun fact about Bridget Moynihan. Her and Tom Brady have a son. So there you go. Aw. Yeah. Pointed out by a friend of the show, Craig. Not so bad. One last segment on Tom Brady, and then we're going to move on to NFL. There's some stuff going on in the coaching world that's kind of exciting. Uh, But I will give my final thoughts. Vane, you will give yours. And then Michael. Obviously, Michael's just going to be about respect and admiration because that's the way he views the game. Eh, You better have some good troll material. Yeah, it better be real good Uh about how Aaron Aaron Rodgers is about to wear number 12 down in Tampa Bay. Okay, like you know that. You don't know that. (laughs) Figure that out. Big thank you. New Mexico Pinion Coffee, who they allow me to start every day. A little pep in my step, Van. Yeah, buddy. 
You still doing the Keurig, or are you doing? Are you gr- you're grinding, aren't you? I'm a grinder. Grinding? I don't got. A, I, I don't got are. a Keurig. You know, how big of a hippie I am. I can't live with throwing away all those cups. We get the refillables. I have a drip, and I have a French press, and I always have New Mexico Pinon whole bean dark that I grind myself fresh. That is uh, New on. Mexico Pinon. Do they K cup it or no? They have everything. Yes. Everything they have, you could want. They, they, really? they have like industrial packs, like restaurant yeah. size packs. Every size bag you could think of. They had a key cup I, right here in the studio. Yeah, I well, took I'll a tell tour. You what, Mikey, now that you can't drink Cokes anymore, I'll bring you some New Mexico Pinon coffee. I got a bunch Sweet. of K cups in the cabinet. As soon as they get through my corporate COVID quarantine, write that down. Put that on a thing. That's a good okay. one. I'm the, gonna, I wanna, I'm going to write it right underneath Van Wants a Mini Cow. <laughs> <laughs> bring, Such. bring Mikey K cups. Such a smart program. We're doing so well. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, I got my final thoughts, man, on Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Okay. Can't argue it. Nope. Some of his records will be passed. The game has just changed. That is what that is. Total touchdowns will be passed. Passing yards will be passed. I, I think those things will get overrun. But the thing we will see overrun the quickest will be over the next two seasons when Aaron Rodgers goes to Tampa and wins two Super Bowls in a row, and he takes that accolade away from Tom Brady. Well, it makes total sense. You don't even need to print new jerseys. Mm-mm. You just got to put Rodgers on top of Brady. Also, Aaron Rodgers really needs this because Aaron Rodgers has been number two for literally ever. Well, I would say and like this is three or four. You think he's number three <laughs> all time? Or like, well, he's number one undisputed now that Brady's gone. That this is the first time ever, though. He's never been number one. Yeah, there's always been. A guy. Tom yeah, he's Brady. always been first tier, but never 1A. I would say, now, yeah, 1A is generous to him. And this is his chance to be one standalone. And he's only got about two years to do it because Burrow <laughs> and Hubbard are going to take him. <laughs> Apparently, my, our mics were hot all commercial, Mikey. And everyone got to listen to us talk about snacks. Oh, okay, cool. Let's not do that in the future. <laughs> Let's make sure I'm not venting about something. By loaded. the way, there, there's there's no way, and I have a witness here. There's no way that that was over the air. From the live chat, okay, absolutely, it was over the air. It's 100 percent over the air. Is it really? Because people during the commercial break knew what we were talking about: <laughs> peanut M and M's wow. and Haritos. <laughs> yeah. Well, Luckily, you know what? I, so yeah. it it was PG. It wasn't R. Thank God. When well, is it ever up? PG on the commercials? Hey, especially, yeah, especially with you guys. This is the first watch time ever we had a PG conversation during commercials. <laughs> Thank God that's the one they put on air. We're talking about food, so there's nothing wrong there. Okay. Well, and I you. got up during the break to grab some cheese and crackers because I'm an addict, and I wasn't here to participate. But we sign off on – okay, here's more. There's more of it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, there's luckily lots of feedback a, now. Luckily, it was cute outtake action. Yeah, according to the live chat. And the thing, 
the thing that is so funny about this is inside baseball for the friends of the show and everyone that tunes in regularly, we sign a thing like every other week that is like the microphone is dangerous. The microphone is hot. Like yeah. always do the right thing. Yeah. Like never mess up. Well, this, if we the, made people hungry out there, so be it. The, the commercial break that you let slip and put on air was like if Quentin Tarantino did all Quentin Tarantino movies – and then uh-huh. made one Disney movie, that's the one you saw. So your whole life, you think that Quentin Tarantino does Disney movies because of the one commercial break that you aired. We were talking about M&Ms and Haritos. <laughs> so, you, you, so you know what we like and what you don't like. So oh, my goodness. So made you hungry. Ugh. That won't it's happen to... again. That's the Disney version of our show. Well, okay. and this, is a, this is a classic Phil mess around. You know, we've been saying this the whole time since we've been here, since Phil's been part of the team. This, that's exactly what Vital's going to do tomorrow. When oh, yeah. Is that new kid Phil? He yeah, just left Campbell, it on. Probably leaned up against the board. Who knows? Blame him. You know, I was in the toilet. I, I, told him never. Was, I told him it was audition, not program. Well, yeah, And also, inside baseball for the listener, they have no idea what that means. <laughs> but... But I mean, this is I mean, welcome, congratulations to Phil on his first and last day on the program. Yeah. Very exciting to him. Maybe my <laughs> last day. Yeah, yeah. Does Phil just man in phones? No, he's just hanging out here, and we're just you know going through everything and checklists and what from, to do and not to do, like which is what I did in the break. So, from the texter, from Robert Gibson. Thank goodness I wasn't there. Yes. Because me and Robert's Ro- commercial breaks are wildly different. We the beginning of the show <laughs> is is the like the major league baseball like batting announcement. That's how we do the show. Robert is the leadoff hitter in lewd comedy. Robert is he's literally Bob Saget. Like he you think Robert is Danny Tanner, but Robert is really Bob Saget. Sure. Like in yeah, it would not have been it would not have been healthy. It would not have been good. Okay, I'm putting this under the notes. I'm scr- How do we say that to the NFL when we go <laughs> to the Super Bowl? I'm going to scratch out bring Mikey K-Cups because of his utter failure back there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no more. And I'm going to put Ugh. bring Mikey more Powerade Zero. Because that's, start- that's what started the whole conversation. He's like, hey, man, don't bring me any of those Powerade, Powerade Zeros. They are garbage. And I was like, well... We got, they are garbage. We got, one to, minute, we got one minute to get out, guys. I'm trying to help your doctor's orders here and not be an enabler and bring you Cokes every day. You're not going to get Samoas, Michael, with this kind of behavior. Yeah. I am banished from, from, from your show. It's all I hear is Phil in the background just laughing. Phil, at me. are you taking good notes back there? Because you're on, oh, you're on deck tomorrow. Phil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time Fred goes clean feed. You know what? Just move Phil into the number two seat. Just give Phil my seat, and they're just like, forget it. You want to produce? Yeah, way safer this way. Congrats to Aaron Rodgers on moving to Tampa Bay. That's going to be good for him. Oh, yeah, we Thank can, you we to Dave Busters. Follow up on that later. Thank you to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy for allowing us to have the studio. Top of the hour when we get back. Two men on 95.9 and 610 AM, the sports animal. All right, Van Allen, top the hour. I hate to do it. I'm going to do it. What up? Got to get we got to get away from Tom Brady for at least a minute. Oh. I know. I got two more segments of Tom. I have at least two more. Could always do it tomorrow.
So you were telling me that the hotness was this Flores cat from Miami. Yeah. Turns out that was a lie. Yeah, apparently there's some collusion going on in the NFL not to hire him. And Brian Flores noticed immediately and opens up a class action lawsuit against the NFL. Like, hey, anybody else a victim of the NFL? Join me. He'll probably get the Saints job anyways. This is all blown out because of uh, Bill Belichick text message. Do you see the yep. you see the screenshot? I sure did. So, Bill Belichick says to Brian Flores, "Sounds like you've landed. Congrats." Flores says, "Did you hear something I didn't hear?" Belichick says, "The Giants." Flores says, "I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it." Belichick says, "Got it." I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. Hope it works out for you if you want it to. Flores then says, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian DeBall? DeBall. Just, yeah. just making sure. <laughs> Bill Belichick says, sorry, I expletive this up. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming – this Dayball guy, I'm sorry about that, BB. Bill Belichick, he puts his initials on text like a, well, someone who would do that. Like a 70-year-old. And then Flores says, thanks, BB. Um, oh, Whoops. God. This hey, is how a, bad. How appropriately timed was this commercial after that commercial break snafu we just had? Ugh. Also, he's reporting <laughs> that Miami was trying to pay him. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, yep, had offered to pay him a hundred grand for purposely catching L's in the 2019 season to help the team get a better draft spot, and that Ross was upset when Flores' boys kept winning. Yeah, a hundred grand an L is a lot. Yeah. You know how many you can end up getting? Well, a lot. 16, I think. 16. I mean, uh, like technically 16. That year, 16. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Scorched earth. Yeah, and he also said he was used as a pawn for the Rooney rule in interviews. Also, it looks to me... That I also just saw a screenshot of a text from Bill Belichick to Tom Cruise congratulating him on his 22 years in the NFL and retiring. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, w I cannot imagine the NFL being like, you know what we need? We just need like a boomer like Bill Belichick just really screwing this thing whole, all up. <laughs> you know who's not going to do this? McVay. You know who's not going to do this? Well, I mean, really, anyone under 40? People who grew like up with a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's basic stuff. You know how many accidental texts I've ever sent to my life? It's probably zero. It's super close to zero. And it, you don't know how many accidental texts I've received? It's literally zero because everyone's phone only has one van in it, 
except for sports people in Albuquerque who have yes. two vans. <laughs> like me. No one else has two vans in their phone besides sports I, people in Albuquerque. That's we, it. Uh, texting me earlier today, friend of the show, friend in real life, athletic director at the University of New Mexico, Eddie Nunez. That also you, in my phone. Yeah. Very good personal friend of mine, broadcaster for Western University here in the state, Ed Nunez. Yeah. I've never even accidentally texted them. And then your favorite tortillero, Eduardo. Ah, So you nice. got three of them. Thank you. Three Ed Nunez is in there. How do you write a headline for this? Like, all right, so we're doing the show, right? We got we to do a teaser. We got to do a teaser for tomorrow, right? So it's we're doing a 10-second teaser for tomorrow, and it goes like this. <clears throat> Fast finger Bill Belichick brings down racism in the NFL with an accidental tweet. Like what? Like what? How does? How is that the headline? Whoops! Looks like we have a new MLK in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Clint Eastwood enthusiast Bill Belichick accidentally brings down racism in the NFL. More at ten off his blundered text. Like that's the story here. Because I have zero surprise that there's collusion. I have zero surprise that there's tanking. I have zero surprise that it's a good old boys club running it. But now you just you pulled like a like a Washington Commanders and you really screwed this thing up. I mean, is Colin Kaepernick that erased from people's minds already that there's no collusion in the NFL when it comes to this stuff? Get out of here. Of course it still exists. Like, oh, I'm an old billionaire. I yeah. really learned my lesson last time. I hate that my old friend Tom Brady, who now hates my stinking guts, retired after 22 years in the 9 o'clock hour East Coast to catch the most like momentum and attention all day long. I tell you what, I'm going to expose racism in the NFL. Watch this. <laughs> That's Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, Tom Brady couldn't let Big Ben have one day in the news. So maybe Bill Belichick is trying to not let Tom Brady have a day in the news Love by exposing that. racism in the NFL. Love that. Nobody cares about you anymore, Tom Brady. Bill Belichick fixed racism with his fat thumbs. Also, who just <laughs> saves people by their first name only? It's just Bill? Or no, it, it had just been Brian, just, right? Yeah, you don't even know who. No, it's just Coach Brian. Yeah. Like, you know how many Coach Brians you have on your staff, by the way? You can't just put Coach Brian in your phone. Also, you know what he used to do probably? So it was Coach Brian, but then he had a dolphin emoji next to it. Smart. But when he got fired, he deleted the dolphin, and then it got yeah. real confusing. Wrong that Coach had to be Brian. A, had to be the whole thing. God. Oh, man. Is this Brian Bosworth? Bill, <laughs> no. no. No, it's not. Of course it's not. This is not the Boz. Wait, do you have his number? Wait, because I, like I, I would also like to, I would like to talk to him, by the way. Uh, and hear me out. Why are the Giants allegedly or like in a roundabout way conversing with Bill Belichick on who they should hire? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I was uh, I was texting with Emmy Award winner Brian Cranston, and apparently he's the the new coach of the Giants. <laughs> oh, uh, what was that? He's was wrong. Wrong. Oh, it's not Brian Cranston. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it? Uh, we had that. That kid that I always thought was a little bit better than Tom Brady. Brian Hoyer. Is Brian Hoyer the ne- And you're like, no, it's not. It's not freaking Brian Put Hoyer. Put last names in your phone, Bill. Everyone. It's so much easier. 
literally everyone. Uh, any, We're anybody, on the Cincinnati. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> could, anybody could make this mistake. I mean, how many Brian's do you have in your phone? Mm-hmm. I have 137. Is, is this uh, is this East St. Louis alum and former NFL linebacker Brian Cox? Is this who's <laughs> like what? Why are you referencing East St. Louis when you talk about him? Well, he's just. Uh, I was like, no, Bill, this is famous actor Brian Cox. You got the wrong Brian again. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! How do you keep getting the wrong Brian's? Because he was in he was in Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. It all makes sense now. Bill Belichick texts Tom Hardy. He's like, hey, congratulations on Impossible 7. He's (laughs) like, this is Tom Hardy. (laughs) He's in a group text with every Tom he knows. Oh, of course. Tom Tom Hanks is like, dude, I just finished making Da Vinci Code 7. Like, wrong guy. Yeah, he's like, like, which one of you is (laughs) Spider-Man? That's me, sir. It's me, Tom Holland. Yippee! Tom Holland, I imagine, does Mario sounds when he jumps. A hundred thousand for an L. Stephen Ross knows the game. There's no way I'm going to work for Stephen Ross. Who was he like, going after? I don't, did, did, literally no one, right? Well, that would have right? been the, the play Porrence for Lawrence here, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, what are they going to do for their head coach, though? From the texture, Boston sports super fan Craig says Belichick no. has a son named Brian. So there's another coach, uh. Brian. There's more Brian's. The Rooney rule when implemented, excellent in theory. Sure. In theory. In, in practice, insanely abused. Um, whoever still has openings, I think Eric Bieniemy is going to get a couple now that the Chiefs season is over. He can go. But I'm I'm like, what I'm saying is, though, who wants to go down and work for Ross in Miami? Like, and let's use, like, McDaniel as an example. You know, where it's like, like, now that if you wait, if you do it the right way, because Josh McDaniel 10 years ago wasn't ready to be an NFL coach. I assure you right now he is. Well, well I, I, mean, I don't. If, if the Dolphins organization is looking for a coach to lose on purpose, I could just text them Pete Rose's number right now. Like if you just want to lose, just hire Pete Rose and let him start gambling again. What's the big deal? You take a lot of L's. Also, no offense to Brian Flores. I know we got to go to break, Michael. I'm sorry. If you're giving me Cleo Lemon as a quarterback and you're offering me $100,000 every time I take an L – I'm running a lot of wildcat. (laughs) We are – I'm not interested in winning. And you know me. I don't love winning. I love money. Like, these guys, they love money. Like, don't be confused. It's about the money. Well, when you already have a bunch of money, it's about winning, isn't it? Why would you stay there? No. It's only about the money. Okay. I.E. Tom Brady. I believe there's a number that would make Tom Brady stay. I don't think so. Where we get back, we'll break that down a little bit more. We are obviously at O'Neill's on Thursday. Come on and see your boys in Knob Hill. And get ready for our wiffle ball and dodgeball league starting at the Electric Playhouse in March. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Sure, they don't 
Captain. I'm very oppo YouTube. I just want to go on the record with that. They're to me the very bottom. They're Dave Matthews bad. Today has been a personal attack against me, my values, and people I care about. Also, if this is Coldplay, I don't know the difference. That sounds like U2. It's U2. That's U2. I know it because before I moved here to New Mexico, I thought it went uno, dos, tres, catorce. Yeah, I didn't know. One, two, three, fourteen, you idiot. <laughs> I did not know. You didn't know at the time. You had no idea. Did you, you know did, how much did you know how, I've ever spoke? Did you know how ridiculous that was until you moved to Albuquerque? You're like, I, hey, I've heard that catorce word before. What does that mean anyway? The first time I knew that wasn't correct, we were at a New Mexico United game, and they were doing a count to, like, everyone cheering at once. And they were like, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. And I was like, wait, man, that's that's obviously wrong, man. And you were like, like, what? Are you sure thousands of people didn't get it wrong all at the same time, Van? Is that what you're saying? And I'm trying, Michael, I'm trying to explain it to Van. I'm like, no, it's, you know, it's it's quarter, quarters, quarter C or whatever, because I don't know the word, because I'm like, I'm not English. I don't listen to you, too. I obviously don't speak Spanish. So I'm like, I'm like, it's, and Van's like, are you, are you trying to quote you, too? I'm like, I need you, I need you to not belittle me right now. Yeah. My understanding is to count to 10. It's uno, dos, tres, cotorce. Because you didn't know the rest <sighs> of the, you didn't know how to pronounce the rest of the numerals in Spanish. Right. It's also in all Italian, right. cotorce, too. All right, have Phil do this. Phil, take all the DMB out. No more Dave Matthews, man. Take all the U2 <laughs> out. Add add that Faith song by Faith Hill or Breathe song. Ooh, I want no, that one in. No, no, no. You want no. it in or out? I don't know. You said it was good. I was, um, we want to ride with the jewels, right? It's good that when, song. like, yeah, we're going to run them the jewels, bro. Running jewels? Yeah, that's better. Not Faith no, Hill. No, cool. no, 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 no. After they botched the Spanish on that song, they were going to change their name to Tu Tambien, but they decided just to <laughs> stick with you, you too. What's you too Tambien? That means, like, just literally means you too, or you also. It's that's okay. Just, no more Spanish just, jokes for Fred. It's okay. That's you for, that's too. For, that's for you, loyal listener. That's for you, Bucano. I thought it was an English version of bingo. I had no idea what it was. Well, I mean. It would be B2 because the number two would be in the B section, but that's okay. I mean, maybe it's like a – maybe it's not bingo. Maybe it's Ungo. <laughs> Whatever they want out there. Yeah, I don't care. All right, here's a statement from Brian Flores. Quote, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. And making the decision to file the class action complaint, I understand that I may be risking coaching – the game I love. Brian Flores is trying to get in that Kaepernick level. Brian Flores is trying to do the right thing, and he's going to end up catching it the wrong way from the NFL because these good old boys are not going to waver, and we're going to have a lot of fresh John Gruden emails tomorrow. Um, is Byron Leftwich on paper yet? I don't think I Byron Leftwich. He's. They both agreed that he was going to be the coach, but I don't think it's on paper yet. I think Shad Khan who has thrown his middle finger up to the NFL a couple times, would love to have Brian Flores as a coach and throw the middle finger up to the NFL. But he might be the only one. 
according to Pro Football Talk, still finalizing. Who? I mean, who would throw their middle finger up? Shad Khan. Shad Khan or R.I.P. Al Davis. Like Khan. Those are the only two guys who have stood up to NFL owners. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Shad Khan's about to have the team, too. Like, I know, I know. obviously, I'm a Jaguars guy, and, like, I'm a hype guy and all that, but that's about to be the one. They got the quarterback. They now have – the right head coach and principal, and they have the team that's not on the field. They got the front office. They got everyone who who gives a damn, you know. And it's they're going to be the ones moving forward. And will they be able to capture as many fans as New England did for those twenty years? Probably not. You know, that's not generous. But will they be able to be the example for the class? That's what I think Jacksonville is is the example for the class. Well, they have a chance. They have a chance to do it. I mean, look at look at the Peyton Manning turnaround. Yeah, his his first to second year, from double digit losses to double digit wins in one year. Trevor Lawrence has that skill set that he could do it. Shad Khan has the money. They got a way better front office than they had a few years ago. They got money to spend. They got tons of draft picks. Like it's only looking up for them. Who doesn't have an NFL head coach yet? Uh, Vikings are talking to Harbaugh. Um, the Saints don't have anybody yet. So it's got to be New Orleans then. So it's got to be because you don't go to Minnesota because you go to Minnesota to die. And Minnesota is just not ran well. It's not a good organization. They don't, they don't really get it. New Orleans is in trouble. New Orleans is going to have a couple bad seasons. But here's the thing about Brian Flores. He knows how to win with crappy players. Yeah. Did it and for years in Miami. For years. And and he's going to show up and change the culture down there. But I'm telling you, I want Brian Flores worse than I want anyone. Brian Flores, to me, if you got a player that is like, hey, I just, you know, I don't know if I want to show up a little bit early for practice. I don't know if I want to do the extra rep. I don't know if I want to spend the extra time, you know, on the playbook or the iPad or however the kids are doing it now. Brian Flores is a guy who, to me, because of this one move, is not afraid to lead. And, and you just got to put a ton of trust on it, and especially calling out, like, John Elway. Like, I don't know if you saw – did you see the snippet in the lawsuit where he said in 2019 when he interviewed in uh, Denver that the day of the interview in Denver, general the general manager, John Elway, the chief executive officer, Joe Ellis, and others showed up over an hour late to the meeting completely disheveled, and obviously they had been drinking heavily the night before. It was clear from the substance of the interview that Mr. Flores was interviewed only because of the Rooney rule. Oof. He said that wasn't the only time either. No, and shortly after that, Vic Fangio uh, was hired as the head coach of the Broncos, which uh, obviously that's a white guy. Um, and the thing that's the thing here is John Elway to me is a little untouchable because he's got the name as the player, never really coached, that's fine, but then got immediately – into being a president and general manager. And aren't the Broncos for sale now? Do I have that right? Today. Today. So it's – it's he's not afraid to go out there and say, hey, you got a team that is, like, in flux because of the ownership. Like, to me, that's wounded, right? You got a team that's not solidified. He's like, he's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that wounded one. I'm going to go after it. He's like, because I got a lot of other examples, but this is the one I'm going to name. And that's what stands out to me about Brian Flores, where it's like this is very calculated. Yeah, uh, and good for him, okay? I'm sorry, you're probably not going to get a job unless it's in Jacksonville. 
but good for you on exposing this. Like, it took over two decades of racist allegations and bigotous allegations for the NFL to finally say, oh, God, all right, somebody's got to fall on the sword. How about this John Gruden guy? Right. He's not part of our club. He's been going against us for two decades. Let's make him fall on the sword. And it's not like it's going away immediately. Like, Colin Kaepernick, duh, duh. John Gruden, duh. Brian Flores, duh. They're all falling on the sword for all these billionaire owners that are just trying to protect their interests. Well, and don't act like Brian Flores is really in a tough spot because let's say he doesn't end up in New Orleans. Let's say he doesn't end up in Minnesota, which, cool. I mean, 50-50, I don't know, maybe even worse. But how does Bill Belichick not give him a job running the offense now that Josh McDaniels just left for Oakland, excuse me, Las Vegas? Because, like, like now you've done this thing in such a negative way where you can't not save this guy. But you know what? I thought that same thing about Kaepernick. Boom, I thought the NFL boom. would save him. There it is right there. You're having the Kaepernick yeah. arg- argument. Because, like, the whole, the whole argument is like, hey, five or ten teams would rather have Kaepernick as their quarterback. In worst-case scenario, he is a wonderful backup. There is no reason that he should have ever been out of a job. And it's, I think it's going to be the same thing with Brian Flores because he's a great coach, and he should have a head coaching job. Worst-case scenario – he should be a coordinator somewhere. But now that he started this lawsuit, he's going to get blacklisted just like Kaepernick. Do you think with the, the way he's like strategically identified ownership that it might not be that situation, though? Because like if Stephen Ross already has that reputation in the NFL and he's like, hey, I can prove to you that he encouraged me to purposely lose, to tank, to game the system. Like I can prove that to you. Or with, like, Denver, where there is no ownership group proper right now. You know, it's all in a flux or whatever. Like, he's like, hey, I can attack that organization because it's not like there's really going to be a recoil there. And, obviously, the Giants are what the Giants are, and, and that's another conversation. But, to me, it doesn't seem – it looks more dangerous than what I think it actually is. No, I don't think so. No? No, I think that these guys are all going to have their own backs. Except for Shad Khan. Shad Khan, no. he's He's rogue. He doesn't care about – what these old white billionaires think he's going to no, do what he he's going to do what he wants to do toyota bumpers so besides shad khan everyone's going to be on the same page and that's what you saw with john gruden that's what you saw with colin kaepernick that's what you saw extrapolate over time everyone who was against al davis like there's there's tons of examples of the nfl versus one person and it's going to be brian flores now Scrap a break. When we get back, we'll dive some more into this and how some people just want to watch the world burn. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Dan is live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. I'm live at home. I'm on the corporate COVID wait list. Is I had a I had an ex- well, I had an exposure to someone who was positive, but I've been negative every day, and I'm waiting for a PCR. So there you go. Thank you for being so safe. That's what it's about. You just follow the rules. And the person I was exposed to wore my mask the entire time. Like, I was very safe. Keep my distance. You know how I am, Van. Sure. I don't play those games. From the live stream, Flores is a great coach. Hopefully he doesn't get blackballed by the NFL. No pun intended, obviously. Belichick could easily rehire him. Hopefully that happens if all opportunities dry up, I don't know the legalities about hiring someone during a lawsuit. Shad Khan would do it. 
Give you sure. that for a fact. Give you that for a fact. Sean Call would do it, and then he would fund your lawsuit from a like a proxy account outside of all business holdings and understandings that we knew of. I always a little bit thought that was Colin Kaepernick's problem too. He didn't. I mean, you don't have the money to fight the NFL. You just can't. Sean Khan does. Well, once he got the right lawyer who wanted to slap his name on it, knew that he was being done justice eventually, you don't need money. Also, like, this is going to sound like libertarian Fred, like anarchy Fred, because I really don't know who's right right here, but I have zero problem with anyone taking on the man. Like, if, sure. if you're like, hey, I got to go get – I got to punch up here. Yeah. I'm the biggest fan of people punching up. Got your back. 100%. Yep. And then, like, if, if when you're punching up and your arms aren't quite long enough to hit God, I totally get that. Like, you can't win them all. And then maybe you're not right. But the effort to do it, I think it matters. I think it's important. Being right's kind of important. That's a pretty important part. Oh, it's 100% important. But I'm saying even, like, starting the conversation. If you're punching up and you're in the right, guess who's got your back? Every time. But also, I, I subscribe to, like, varying degrees of right. Like, if Brian Flores is like, hey, here's ten things I think are wrong, but, like, a ruling court is like, hey, actually, Brian, only seven of those things are wrong, and three of them you just kind of took personal. I'm in on that. Sure. Like, that I get. No one – you know this about me. No one feels slight more than I do. Like, if, if I have a single motivator in my life that's allowed me to accomplish anything, it's based off slight. And if Brian Flores is feeling that, if Brian Flores is like, hey, I'm more I'm – more, qualified anyone else named Brian going for any job in this NFL right now, and I'm not getting it based off of the good old boys club. Let me go get the good old boys club. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll super pack $10 to you or whatever I got to do to help out. I am once again asking for your financial support. Also, Goodell is calling New Orleans, right? And he's like, hey, I know we've had like, some hissies in the past. Hey, remember remember how we gifted you that Super Bowl after Katrina? Calling it a favor. Yomi. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, that's real. For sure it's real. Hey, uh, I know things have been kind of struggling between us historically, guys. And um, I know I've hit you with some fines that you didn't feel were fair. You know what? Hold, you know what? Forget the cap even. We'll fix that for you. Go ahead and hire that Brian Flores cat. Hey, you know how God hates New Orleans? <laughs> Roger Goddell doesn't throw that's me a, a bone one. here. Am I right? That's, nah, yeah, nah, that's very nah. good. Tomorrow's headline, 100% though. Washington football team emails more. Like, it's going to be all day long. There'll be something. This is going to be a big distractor. And I don't think Tom Brady was used as a distraction for it. Because this came out just ever so slightly after Tom Brady this morning. But that just seems like a poor coincidence. And, and Tom Brady, being such a big part of the NFL landscape, was accidentally part of this too. Because apparently Tom Brady wanted to go to Miami, allegedly, to shove it in New England's face twice a year, allegedly but didn't want to go because it was Brian Flores who had the New England connection, allegedly. So then he went to Tampa Bay. 
But this is all alleged and speculation. He's never came out and said, yeah, I totally would have went to Miami if it wasn't for Brian Flores. Still tasted, it like, little... still tasted like Bill Belichick's breath a little bit. Does it a little bit sound like a Seinfeld episode, though, where it's like Brian Flores interviews in New Orleans. He thinks it goes poorly. He decides to do scorched earth on everyone. But the New Orleans brass is like, that was a really good interview. I think we're going to hire this guy. And he ends up sabotaging the whole thing because he wanted to put 31 owners through the ringer, not counting Denver, and and there's no other options left for him. But he would have been perfectly fine. He would have had the New Orleans job. That's not that far-fetched to me. Or Harbaugh goes to Miami, and then he goes to University of Michigan. A little tradesy. I could see a yeah. bunch of three-card Monty situation, especially in, like, the quarterback shuffle. The coaching shuffle and the quarterback shuffle, we've never seen an offseason like this before. It's going to be well, insane. You know, if we're talking just, like, business and entertainment and we're not talking strictly NFL – how substantial would it be to Michigan to get a high-character individual in there right now? Oh, my God, the highest. The highest. No one needs it worse. Also, other side of that coin, we both know this. We, you know, we work in a field that's, like, relatively highly competitive. And you hear from your circle, hey, you're the most talented. You're the best. You're like, you should have every opportunity in the world. Yeah. Nothing, there's nothing you can't do, you know, because if that's Flores, a circle around him and he's creating a narrative that's not factual, hard for me to say no to that. Hard for me to not know that that could be part of the story. Well, sure. I mean, this is day one. This yeah. is all, this is all speculation. Cause we're, I mean, cause if uncle Luke's in his ear, yeah. <laughs> Is Uncle Luke still relevant in Miami? I don't know. He's got to be, right? He's got to be a Miami He's reference gotta there. Be. Also, other side of this, too. Like, and I'm just spitballing out possibilities here. Does Flores get, like, the treatment that Kaepernick got from, like, Nike? Does he get, like, maybe he's not going to win the lawsuit against the NFL. Maybe he's not going to achieve that thing that would be a financial payoff. But that doesn't mean there won't be – payoffs adjacent to that it's going to be really hard to prove it's going to be way harder to prove than an accidental text message sent to the wrong person like you think a 70 year old's text message is like going to be admissible in court how many times do you think bill belichick sent a text to the wrong person i bet a lot i bet a lot i bet a lot it's not the first time and there's an understanding that you don't do what brian flores just did Brian Flores knows he's not going to coach anymore. True or false? False. False. He could just he could just get a gig. He could still get a gig. You're That's, talking about college, not NFL. NFL. Yeah, he could still get an NFL gig. I don't know. But it, it know. has it has to happen before this boils over in the media and people like us talk about it on day one. If the story grows and grows and grows to where it's the number one story behind Tom Brady retiring then there's going to be some heads to roll. But if he can get a gig in the next couple of days and put the kibosh on this lawsuit, then it just fades away. An X amount of time goes by, and we completely forget about it. I just don't know how you prove the intent behind anyone 
hiring or not hiring is racist. I understand the idea. I understand the sentiment. I just don't know how you prove it. And that's really tough to do because if you go off of, like, national demographics, right, 15% of the country is black or associates with being black. That's sure. The, that's the demographics of the whole country. That's not the demographics of the NFL. 90%. 90% is the NFL. So you would think your coaching staff needs to be representative of the players, so there should be way more black coaches than there are now. But if you're going as a country as a whole, then only 15% of the coaches should be black. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to get an exact, like, sociological number on what to do with this issue. Because, I mean, who, who's to say, well, you know, after 1990 and we established that this was a problem and had the Mooney rule, the Rooney rule, excuse me, it should have been hiring more and more and more people of color this whole time. But then, then, then again, like back to your point, who's to say who's the most qualified candidate? And maybe I'm overthinking it. You Because with the Rooney rule, you don't have, have to necessarily prove racism. You just have to prove that, like the Giants, already had their Brian in mind right. and only interviewed you. Because right. in a normal process, you would stop. In a normal process, you'd be like, that's our guy. Forget it. We don't have to keep going. Right. Okay. But they already. That's easier. Apparently, from the text message, they already knew that Brian Dable was their and guy. You win, and you win that one. And then you, and you, so you have to go through the motions and inv- uh, interview a person of color like they did with Brian Flores with no intention whatsoever of giving a shot. Today's impromptu I 9 varsity in the next segment is the I 9 varsity of dumb rules. Ooh, okay. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Final segment of the program. It was a very good program today. Thank you to our very good friend Michael Vital for making it all happen through the world of technology. Man, how was the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio today? Lonely. Oh, God, that's the dumbest answer. All by myself. Thank you to Dave and Busters. Thank you to New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Thank you to I9 Sports, who is the sponsor of today's I9 Varsity, the Varsity of Dumb Rules. Thank you to O'Neill's, which will be live from on Thursday. Obviously, Electric Playhouse, who we started our Wiffle Ball and Dodgeball Leagues with in March. And then the YMCA of Central New Mexico, which I'm very excited to return to as soon as I get my negative COVID test. I'm so confident with the negative. I don't want to say it out loud because that's a jinx, man. That's a jinx. Okay. I'm currently uh, feeling pretty good about it. Okay. Today's I-9 Varsity, man, is the I-9 Varsity of Dumb Rules. Yeah. Connect with I-9, League Office 280 and I-9sports.com, 505-302-4999. Get your kids in some sports. They're doing it safe. It's a fundamentals league. Learn to play the game. Okay. You want to go first or you want me to? Uh, I kind of did a little hybrid. All right, you go first. I went from laws instead of rules. Stupid uh, laws. Okay, okay, so we did the same thing. Go ahead. And it's, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yep. So from my hometown, where I graduated high school, Carlsbad, New Mexico. Yes. The city of Carlsbad has banned the Merriam-Webster Collegiate Dictionary. What? 
Yep. You cannot use the Merriam-Webster Collegiate Dictionary. I think them words are just too big. It's not the Urban Dictionary. It is not the Urban Dictionary. It is the Rural Dictionary down there. I love me some Carlsbad. Big shout-out to all my friends and family in Carlsbad, but they don't want you to learn how to spell. They don't want you to learn new words, I guess. (sighs) Very handmaid's tale down there. In the U.S. state of Washington, it is a crime punishable by either fine or jail term to harass Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or any other undiscovered species. Ah. Oh, my God. I'm heated. I am heated. I am absolutely. Who is messing with Sasquatch? Who are these psychopaths out here hurting my buddy? That's uh, that's that old beef jerky commercial, right? Ugh. Like leave Sasquatch alone. All right. This one is in the city of Albuquerque, and it goes right. back to tuberculosis. So it used to be ah. very important. Yes, I, I saw Tombstone. So in the city of Albuquerque. You cannot spit on the sidewalk. It is illegal to spit on any public property, building, or sidewalk. Wow. That's a pretty regular one in a lot of places. Yeah, but, like, there's all kinds of other liquids on the sidewalks in downtown Albuquerque, and you're worried about the third worst one. Hand fishing without (laughs) a license is illegal in Kansas State. Anyone who plans to hand fish must first obtain a hand fishing license in addition to a fishing license for an extra charge of $27.50. First off, who fishes for hands? They talk about noodle and son. This, oh, fishing with your hands. You're not fishing for hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes way more sense. That's so weird. You just say things weird. Also in Albuquerque, big shout out to mm-hmm. Burke. It's a misdemeanor to trip a horse. <laughs> so don't go out there tripping horses. And I don't know the legality if you can give a horse LSD. I don't know the difference. But don't trip a horse. And it become it can be as much as a fourth degree felony if the horse is injured. Yeah, horse tipping. I know exactly what so you're talking about. So don't. Uh, it would be not cow tipping. It would be horse tripping. Yeah, ooh, so you cannot yes. trip a horse in Albuquerque. Don't in even Gaines- don't even think about it, Vital. I see that look on your face. In Gainesville County, Georgia, is against the law to eat fried chicken in any other way except with your bare hands. I've heard this one before. Oh, come yeah. on. That's a really good one. That's a good one. And they Michael's like this. They don't want anybody castanzaing their chicken with fork <laughs> La- and knife. Last famously in Forest in 2009 when a 91-year-old visitor from Louisiana was arrested and charged with eating fried chicken with a fork. The law has been in existence since 1965, and the art of eating fried chicken with your hands is considered a quote-unquote culinary delicacy sacred to this municipality. (laughs) Or either that or they just love Viking night every day of the week. Okay. I can't handle this. All right. I need to trace my next one back. All right. And actually find this verbiage somewhere. In New Mexico, idiots are not allowed to vote. Okay. It's just idiots in quotation marks. It says idiots are not allowed to vote. Joke's on you, New Mexico. I haven't missed an election yet. Yeah, that's... We all know how big of an idiot I am. Citing forest fires... 
it is illegal for drivers to pump gas in the state of Oregon and New Jersey. Okay. I'm not joking. I get that. That makes total sense. Now, to be fair. Mm, to be fair. To be fair. In areas with less than 40,000 people, you can pump your own gas, but you have to have, like, special, like, you have to take, like, whenever you get your driver's license, you have to learn how to do it. Okay, that's a good skill. Yeah, there you go. Somebody burns down one gas station and ruins it for everyone else. Okay, I got okay. one more. Okay, good, because I have a trifecta from Alabama. You after got a three parter? Yes. Oh, my God. Is it you can't hook up at the Ancestry.com convention? Is that why? Is that what it is? Uh, Did I beat you to it? No, that one is just a practice, <laughs> not a law. Okay, just a rule of thumb, if you will. Yes. Oh, which is also a dumb rule. Yeah. You don't get to pick my switches. <laughs> hey, Fred. Yes. Do you like sombreros? I do, friend. Hey, Fred. Mm-hmm. Do you like dancing? Absolutely. You know what you can't do at the same time in New Mexico? What is that? Dance with a sombrero on. Because it's illegal to do at oh, the same time. Come on. Yeah, it is. Is that why is they always throw it on the floor first? I've seen it's this. It's a lot. Yeah, you throw it down on the floor. You get it out of people's way. You don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want anybody tripping on it. But it is illegal in New Mexico for you to dance in a sombrero. There you go. State of Alabama, you're prohibited to open an umbrella on a street. Dominoes may not be played on Sunday, and it's illegal to throw confetti or spray silly string. Ever. In the state of Alaska, flamingos are not allowed in barbershops. In Arizona, it is against the law for a business to deny a glass of water to someone. Okay, I oh, think that's, weird. that's in the Geneva Convention. In Arkansas, dogs are not allowed to bark after 6 p.m. And where is this? In Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, in, sign me in, up. In Burlingham, California. They must not have chihuahuas. <laughs> spitting is only <laughs> permitted on baseball diamonds. Smart. In Colorado, this one's not that weird to me, though. It is illegal to collect rainwater. That's a lot and of And also, it is illegal in Colorado because they have blue laws to sell uh, cars on Sundays. That one seems a little silly. In the state of Connecticut, you cannot classify your cucumber as a pickle unless it bounces. <laughs> in Devon, Connecticut, one is not allowed to walk backwards after the sunset. I've heard of well, that that's one. smart. Yeah, that's just that's just common sense right there. <laughs> Don't walk backwards in the dark, you fools. In the state of Florida, and you can only imagine, singing in public places while wearing a ba a bathing suit is not allowed. Okay, well, color me surprised <laughs> that they even have laws there. You must be licensed to skateboard in Florida. In the licensed, so, I'm dead serious. These are so dumb. In Quitman, Georgia. Chickens are not permitted to cross the road. Ah, a bunch of jokesters there. This is <laughs> In the Facebook Live chat, yeah, you can't try to kiss a roadrunner in New Mexico. State offense. Statewide. Also, you can't look a gift horse in the mouth. That's a real law. Is that a real it's, law? It's about checking the teeth, man. I think that's just a, another rule of thumb. Because you're not supposed to... Check the age of a gifted horse. It's just a gift. Yeah, it's just a gift. Just take, and this is full just take, circle. Take the horse, bro. It's a horse. Because Genghis Khan ref 
famously repaid 10,000 horses for borrowing one Shad Khan, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a show for you today. Nice callback. Man, any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness. You know what? We covered a lot today, but what we didn't cover, you could hear tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.